your people. It's Wednesday, the 21st of June. Welcome to TDA, the day after your favorite news platform and the home of popular culture, as defined by the culture. And of course, we have a lit show today. Brent, can you? Oh, Superman. <laughs> All right. All right, we're having technical difficulties. Cheers, cheers. All right, yeah, welcome, people. Um, can everyone introduce themselves, please? They call me Eman, the pro-black activist, TDA producer and news analyst, Melanin Jam Packed. And I am, of course, Big Man Used. I'll be taking over hosting duties today. Esther will not be with us, and Margs may be with us. We, we shall see. We shall see. We shall see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, how's everyone doing? All yeah, good. Man. All good. All good? Yeah, all good. I know it's Wednesday today, and we've got a under time constraint, so 100%. might as well just get straight into it. Um, question of the day. Uh, what is your favorite thing to do to connect with nature? Brent, talk to me. Um, do you connect with nature? Do you care about nature? Are you a naturalist? Is that a word? Naturist. I don't, I don't know if it is that I am outside of sometimes just walking down by the football pitch and coming mm. back. Okay. That's only when it is I feel as though I need to walk in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. And I know if I'm not going to the gym, then that walk, that fresh air. Yeah. I think that will, yeah, yeah. That's the only me connected to nature stuff. Other than that, if I go to like the countryside, mm. that's a concerted effort to connect to nature. Yeah. But I don't think I'm doing that to go and connect to nature, to be honest. Oh, okay, okay. I think I'm the same, yeah. yeah. I go on walks from time to time, but I don't do it to connect with nature. I just do it mm. to be outside and fresh air and just, you know, clear my head. It's not, mm. it's not really a nature thing for me. What about you, man? You know, like going on walks, yeah. Do, like, do you kind of have a place in mind where you're gonna walk to, and then back, or is it more so like them just walk anyway? Yeah. No, I have, I have, <laughs> I have actual, I have a, a destination most time. Okay. Like, I, I always, well, coincidentally, I kind of always live near water, so I just walk along the mm. riverbank, riverside, whatever. Okay. That, those, those, those are normally my my routes. Mm. Uh, what, would you just go wherever the your legs take you, man? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Because you know, like <clears throat> me personally, um, if I'm walking somewhere, it's maybe because I, I want to get something somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Or maybe I say to myself, "Oh, I, I, I maybe um, I want to get some steps in, so I might as well go to this particular place." You know what I'm saying? Mm. As opposed to just leaving, and then just after a certain amount of time, making my way back. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I'm I'm kind of asking. Do you get steps in? Yeah, yeah about about ten thousand. Like every day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. roughly, yeah. It says it's an intent for no, you no, to no. basically. No, it's not. It's not. It's oh. only like um, I just I just recognize that with my my daily routine and stuff, I get about ten thousand. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. But I thought one one time I thought to myself, like basically I was at work here and I thought, you know what, let me go to the Caribbean shopping to get some, and then um, I realized after doing that, just adding that in, I got like twelve, twelve thousand. Uh. And I thought, oh, you know what, that this I'm hearing that this is obviously like a a certain goal that people are trying to go for, innit? Uh, I just thought, oh, okay, so this is what obviously people sometimes do, I guess, innit? What do you get in the Caribbean shop? Hmm? What do you get in the Caribbean shop? Some Kalaloo and um, dumpling or something else, so, yeah. Oh, you know what Kalaloo? Hmm? What do you know about Kalaloo? Yeah, I love Kalaloo, man. Yeah. Kalaloo's lovely, man. It really is. <laughs> it really is. I'm guessing this is Jamaican takeaway. Yeah. Right. But wait, isn't every... Okay, obviously I'm going to show my ignorance here. But isn't every Caribbean shop like Jamaican? No. 
No? No. Where have you, when have you gone to an something else? When I've gone to a train anyone. There ain't no train that in the Caribbean shops. Of course there is. Where? There was one in Leighton. This is not true. There was one in Leighton. For real? Yes. Okay. What's the what, what's the main what's the main difference? I think the food and the people serving you. Hmm. Okay. I've never I've well, I don't really uh differentiate or know the difference. I just okay, I just put it under the umbrella of Caribbean. Can you get roti from a Jamaican um takeaway sh- shop, Emmanuel? Do they normally sell roti? I'm not too sure, you know. I don't think they normally sell roti. Mm. And if they do, it's a fusion thing. Mm. Guess you're right. Just because well, I'm from Trinidad and I've said it. No, no, because I've I've never because obviously like when I look at the menu, I look for like stuff that's vegan friendly and stuff in it. Mm. So I, I'm basically having to look through everything, mm. and I don't think I've seen roti. Okay. Not at the place I'm uh, I go to anyway. Yeah. I don't normally see it in a Jamaican um, takeaway shop. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Pick mm. up the roti. Pick <laughs> up the roti. All right, cool. I guess that's the question of the day. Let's get into our first set of headlines, please. Um, Adam Smith, there is no um, second guessing or doubting that doubles are better than Jamaican patties, my friend. Mm. Yeah, was what's asked doubles or Jamaican patties. What's, uh, what's doubles? Doubles is, I think I put it up the other day. Let me show you. It's like, it's, a, it's like a former patty. It's not. Okay. No. And it's obviously Indian based. If it's not a former patty, then why why the comparison? I think he's just asking me what do I prefer. And I think they they both like what street but food, don't it? But they have to be similar for it to be a comparable thing, no? No, I, it's just like asking me what food do I prefer, rice and peas or a roti. I'll be like roti. No, is I wouldn't ask someone. What they prefer out of two foods that have no actual relation. Maybe he's saying, "All right, this is good for Jamaican culture and it's good for Trinidad culture. Mm. Which one do you prefer to eat?" I think that's a, a okay. question. No, but I, I think he's he's obviously you have to. Hold on, let me. I'm, I'm, not Carib- I'm not Caribbean in it, but like I think he's talking about just in terms of food that you can eat on the go in it, like hand holding your hand and just kind of yeah, eat. I think, I think I think that that can be compared to a patty. It's it's pastry filled with meat or whatever that is. Oh, you're saying that for him, he's, he thinks it looks like a patty. Not looks like. It's the same structure of a patty. It's, it's, it's dough, whatever that is on but top, if, filled, if filled if with If I make a sandwich, you could compare meat. it, right? Because there are two <laughs> babs and then there's filling. No, you, you know what you're doing. It's not the same as a sandwich. <laughs> but this doesn't look like a patty to me. It's not, it's not about what it looks like. It's about what it consists of. It consists of pastry with meat inside. When you say pastry, you're talking about the thing that use flour to make something, right? That's not, why I said sandwich. Yeah, but I wouldn't compare... I don't think anyone would compare a sandwich to a patty. It's not the same. One's cold, one's hot. I know they're not the same, but I can yeah. still answer that question. If somebody asks me, would I prefer a sandwich or a patty? I'm like, yeah. what's the filling saying for the sandwich? Yeah, no, okay, cool, no. Okay, cool. A sandwich and a patty is not too far apart. Mm. It can definitely be compared in some capacity, but I reckon he's asking about doubles and patties because they are kind of in the same filling, meat filling, pastry kind of family. Maybe. I mean, but this 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 is vegan. Man could eat this. Mm. Yeah, yeah, man could eat this, and a man will enjoy eating this. Yeah. I I said um, when as I mentioned this last week yeah. that um, daddy's bringing back some doubles from Trinidad because mm. my auntie's packing it for me. Mm. I'm gonna let you guys taste it so you mm. know that this is the shite. Okay. Yeah, yeah. If if I were to become a vegan, this is what I could live on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you got your chickpeas there, so you got your proteins. Mm-hmm. 
Are you going to call your dad daddy forever? Daddy. Yeah. You're, you're saying daddy. And I'm not saying daddy. I'm saying daddy. <laughs> huh? That's how I speak daddy. Da- daddy. Like, I say mommy. Wait, but you're still, saying, you're still saying the word daddy. <clears throat> but it sounds different when you say it, daddy. <laughs> I remember I'm asking because I made a conscious decision at a certain age to stop saying daddy. Stop mm. saying dad. Yeah. Even though I said daddy for, I, I said yeah. daddy probably for longer than I should have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. mommy. But I yeah. just felt like, you know what? I feel like I'm too old to say daddy and mommy. They may yeah. just cut the, the extra meat off yeah, yeah. and just go with mom and dad. But yeah. you still say daddy now. Mom and dad songs very British to me. Exactly. You don't do that intro then. That's what I thought. But I had to, I had to just fight through that feeling. Yeah. Because mommy and daddy sounds more African, more traditional, more black. Mum and dad. This is why I've kept. Mum and tongue. dad always sounded white to me. Yeah, yeah, that's why I've kept it on my tongue. I, like even like saying "gran," mm-hmm. "gran" to me is white. I don't say "gran." When he said "nan" the other yeah, day, yeah, "nan" is white. I, I was no, shocked. no offense to white people. I, no, I said, I said "gran." Are I you think. sure you said "gran"? Yeah, I never said "nan." I, I'm still shocked life. at that. To be yeah, honest, yeah, "gran," "nan." That's I'd say white. "grandmother." Yeah, yeah, yeah. but "daddy," "mummy," it just sounds childish. I don't mind. Age. I don't mind. Like I said, it's my culture that I've kept. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Yeah. I just was asking. You could do it. Huh? You couldn't do it. I either. couldn't do it. I couldn't do it now. <laughs> like, even when I'm typing, like, you know what I mean, daddy's like that. Mm. God, just my dad. Yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But this is the lick. <clears throat> and it's Indian. Well, it's Indian based, obviously, because, um, as you know, Indians and Trinidad, but we perfected it over there. Did you say, as we know, there are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know there was. Yeah, West Indies and that. Oh. I thought you found India, innit? What's West that? Of India. Columbus. I, I don't know the hi- I don't even know the history why it's called West Indies. Oh, okay. Okay. But Brent, yeah. Yeah. Like when you when you when you factor in the influence of India the Indians, right? Yes. How again this might be a very silly question, isn't it? Uh, but like, that's right. You need the, the, the <laughs> <laughs> Go on. <laughs> but like, do you feel like Caribbean culture or maybe it may be specific to certain countries within the Caribbean, right? But do you feel like without the Indian influence, it would be completely different? Yeah, it would, obviously. So so is it is it is Caribbean culture can one say it's also Indian culture? Yes, but I I, I told you before that the Indians in in um Trinidad, mm-hmm. I don't know about the rest of the West Indies, mm. they don't consider themselves or attach themselves to the in, in East India. Okay. You know? Anymore. At, at, at all. Whatsoever, mm-hmm. they will still move us though. They're better than blacks though, mm-hmm. but nah, they don't. Um, they say nah, I'm West Indian, mm. but I'm Trinidadian, and they get vexed, real vexed. So it's not like the the Chinese in Jamaica, so. I don't know what what's the okay. What, what you, what, you know the, the like the Chinese people in Jamaica, right? You've been there like a few generations, right? And they speak like Jamaican people and all that type of stuff, right? Obviously, the Jamaicans in the chat may have to correct me or whatnot, but um, I don't think they see themselves as Chinese. You know what I'm saying? They marry Jamaican women, have kids with them and that. You know what I'm saying? So and they would say, I'm Jamaican. Yeah. But yeah, they would yeah. still know that they're different than the Oh, yeah, others. 100%. Yeah, yeah, they, they <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> but, but I feel like, isn't that similar with the Indians in um, Trinidad? They know they're different to all the black people there. They, like, they even treat the black people different. Yeah. But they don't see themselves yes. like Indians. Yeah, 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 100%. And mm. this only happens when it is that they, like, I don't know, travel to um, another like Western country, or Western country full stop. And then they they link up with people that look like them. Mm-hmm. But then the white people look at them and think that they're the same. And they're like, no, 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 mm. no, no, I'm trying that. <laughs> Don't do that. Mm. Don't do that. So it's a, it's a shame thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, which I find really interesting. Mm. I mean, it's, okay. it's, I guess it's kind of tantamount maybe to black people distancing themselves, distancing themselves from African people. Mm. Like West Indian people or black British people. They were like, no, I'm African. I don't know. Mm. Maybe. When, when they're accused of uh, um, being descendants mm-hmm. of said people from mm-hmm. said land, they were like, no, 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 sorry, don't do that. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's not parallel, but I guess maybe I whatever's mean, wavier mm-hmm. lean into that. Okay. And we know definitely what is wavier. <laughs> between what? Between um, <coughs> Africans and Caribbeans? No. Uh, between um, the Indians in West Indies yeah. and Indians in India. Okay. Yeah. They think that the ones that are kissed by the Caribbean sun mm. are wavier and okay. are more cultured. Yeah. More dope cultured yeah. than the ones back in um India. Do you do you agree? To be honest, I don't speak on other people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Oh, there you go. <laughs> sure you don't, mate. All right. You don't. So um we're on the headlines now, right? First headline. It's an update on um a previous Dunaway candidate, man. And this is Hunter Biden, who is US President Joe Biden's son. And he's expected to plead guilty to two misdemeanor tax crimes and admit to illegally possessing a gun while a drug user after a five-year investigation. The US attorney in Delaware has filed papers indicating a plea agreement has been reached. The terms of the agreement are likely to keep him out of jail. You know, no one expected any, any different, I don't think. But top Republicans have called it evidence um, of a two-tiered system of justice. In theory, the president's son still faces a maximum penalty of a year in prison on each of the tax charges and 10 years in prison on the gun charge. He's expected to agree to drug treatment and monitoring as part of the proposed deal. And the final deal will need to be approved by the judge in the case who will also determine his sentence. It's unclear when Hunter Biden would appear in court to enter his um, guilty plea on the tax charges. Next headline. Um, the senior Tory MP uh, Tobias Elwood has come out and said that Sean Bailey if you guys remember, Sean Bailey is the black um, conservative MP who was trying to be um, the mayor of London, right? He's basically said that he should consider declining his peerage over a lockdown party for staff on his failed London mayoral bid. Guests were invited to the Jingle and Mingle at the 2020 Christmas gathering at a time when indoor social events were banned. And Mr. Bailey is set to become a lifetime member of the Lords after Boris Johnson's nominated him for a peerage. He has said it was for others to decide whether he takes his seat. But asked on BBC Radio 4's Today programme whether Mr. Bailey should consider his position. Mr. Elwood came out, like I said, and replied, absolutely, he needs to consider that, if we're being frank. There are big questions there. I don't think I can answer those now. But it comes after a video was published by The Mirror over the weekend showing staff on Mr. Ba- on Mr. Bailey's campaign team drinking and dancing at the event in Tory headquarters in London. In the footage, one person's heard saying it's okay to film as long as we don't stream it, imagine. <laughs> so, again, this, this is just not looking good, man. It's, it's, I hate that it had to be Sean Bailey, man. Yeah? yeah, man. It's a shame. Had big hopes to him? <laughs> I mean, not not really, respectfully, not really. But I hate that. Obviously, they're kind of singling him out to some degree. Obviously, there's other people they're mentioning, like Boris Johnson, of course. But yeah, man, it's a shame. And the last headline takes us to Ukraine, where a senior uh, World Bank official has told the BBC that Ukraine's economy 
will need external help for many years to come. The war-torn country also has a lot of potential to turn a lot of its assets into economic opportunity and recovery. It's according to the same person, Anna Jared. Uh, the managing director for operations was talking before a major international conference in London on rebuilding Ukraine's economy. Last year, the country's economy shrank 29% to just over $140 billion. The World Bank and other multilateral development bodies are playing a key role in the Ukraine Recovery Conference, which is focusing on the role the private sector can play in rebuilding the country. The total reconstruction bill was estimated at $411 billion in March, but continued fighting with Russia means that, obviously, that would now be higher. The conference will start by hearing from the co-hosts, UK Prime Minister Rishi Sunak and the Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky. Mr Sunak is set to announce $3 billion um, in World Bank loan guarantees and is expected to tell the delegates, as we've seen in the Bakhmut and Mariupol, what Russia cannot take, it will seek to destroy. They want to do the same to Ukraine's economy. President Zelensky's government is determined to drive reforms and become more open more transparent and ready for investment. In the immediate term, Ukraine needs $14 billion from international donors to get through this year. And that's it for the headlines. All right, thanks for that. Um, before we go into topic of the day, just a reminder, guys, make sure you like the video, like and share to get these likes up. Um, and obviously call in as well for the next topic. But yeah, let's go. What we say in topic of the day. <laughs> Okay, so today's topic of the day, yeah. this was um, sent in by an anonymous person. Well, they will remain anonymous, but they know who they are. Pick them up. Um, <clears throat> and it was inspired by um, something they sent to me. Mm. And this was about what seems to be a theme that, at least I, I feel like I've noticed it. So obviously everyone can correct me if I'm wrong. But in a chat, in just in everyday life, people are kind of adopting the whole um, position of, I'm just going to mind my business. It's up to them to live the way they want to live, this, that, mm. and the third. And so the question kind of is, do you feel like taking that position sometimes leads to the world getting worse? If you feel like the world is even getting worse, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it's, I feel as though, <clears throat> at least back in the day, everyone lived by this, it takes a village to raise a child. Mm. Everyone was kind of contributing to everyone's business, so to speak, right? Mm. Why is it today we seem to be more so, I'm going to keep to myself, that's up to you. This down the third is that kind of taking us down a, a, a wrong the wrong road. I think it depends on what um, people are minding their business <coughs> about, isn't it? And whether or not people are, I guess, interfering or getting involved in situations that they can help to, you know, improve, diffuse, whatever the case may be. Okay. And, of, and also, everyone is dealing with their own their own issues and problems. So if I'm dealing with my own issues and problems, the last thing I want or the last thing I have the capacity for is to take on your issues as well. Mm. Because, you know, I'm an empty, you're an empty. So sometimes people don't even have the capacity to even help. And, you know, what's, what's that phrase? You know, take paracetamol for other people's headache. Mm. Because we're all dealing with our own shit. Mm -hmm. We're all dealing with our own trials and tribulations in life. So yeah. sometimes it's hard to have to deal with yours too. Deal with other people's too. But if, if you feel like, for example, like you're dealing with your own thing, right? Yeah. But we have this idea where it's like, oh, let's mind our own business. Mm. Maybe I was the right person that could help with your situation. Yeah. But because you maybe think that the world's mind their own business, you may not approach me, mm. or I maybe feel like I'm stepping out of line to even inquire. You know what I'm saying? Could that then make the situation even worse? 
Um, I don't know because it's not. If you're in a situation where you need help and you don't ask for help from the right person, it's not that person's fault. Then you didn't ask for the help, so yeah. the blaming can't be put on the person who was oblivious to uh, your issue. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, you know people can seek help, but your problem is your problem to deal with, especially if you caused it. So I don't think it's. You can look at it both ways. It could be you needed help, you didn't ask for help, and now your situation's worse because you didn't seek help, mm -hmm. right? Who's more to blame, the person who doesn't help someone in their time of need, or the person who doesn't seek help? Mm. But is it is it is it a, a blame thing? Or no, is no, it no. Just a... blame might be the wrong choice of words, yeah. but in the question that you've posed in mm. terms of you know um, us not helping each other, yeah, who's is it is there equal amount of accountability? But probably not. Probably on the person who's going through the thing. Yeah, you know what I mean because if if you're hiding it well, then I would never know. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So yeah. how do I even? Yeah. Ask, you know what I mean? And a lot of time people just say, Oh, how are you doing? Did and everyone's generic things yeah. are, oh yeah, yeah I'm fine. Yeah. And the third. So you would never know kind of in it. But I don't know, like even even when we see things outside of our immediate circles and stuff, like on social mm. media and stuff, yeah. And we feel like certain viewpoints from people are just wild or mm. or maybe we're hearing this particular thing in the news, this and the third. A lot of the time people are scared to say certain things. And the default position is you know what, that's not, that's nothing to do with me. But it's, it's almost as though we forget that sometimes people's views and people's way of life will encroach on yours if you don't say anything. I'm not saying that's always the case, you know what I'm saying? But isn't that, isn't that something that we should kind of factor in as well? I don't know, man, because I don't have the energy to mm. be arguing with people about their opinions. Yeah, I hear you. Whether I think they're wayward or I think that, like, I just don't have the energy. I've got my own things to focus about, focus on mm. not battling someone online because I've read something that I don't agree with. Like. If, if that's if that's what you believe, in, that's what you believe in. If it's completely and utterly, you know, wild and dangerous, then maybe you might have to step in. You know what I'm trying to say? But mm. for the most part, I leave people to it, man. Mm. Family, friends, things within my vicinity, I can yeah. get involved in that. But I don't engage with strangers about their viewpoints. I don't. That's just not who I am. Even is that like a hundred percent get what you're saying, right? Yeah. But in that decision to kind mm. of not engage, mm. are you also thinking about um, where this could go long term? Or are you just thinking more so? What, with, with that person or as a whole? <coughs> Sorry, as a whole. Like, for example, I want to try and think of an example. Well, no, well, no, I don't, I'm not. So if I see someone online make uh, an egregious, heinous comment, in my opinion, yeah. I'm not thinking of the greater effects of that person's opinion. I'm okay. just thinking this this person said this and that's it. I'm not thinking about how that's gonna affect their family, their mm. friends, and how that has a ripple effect. I'm not thinking about that. Okay. Cause I'm I'm just thinking that um obviously uh, our next headline is gonna be about um Andrew Tate, right? Yeah. And we know that he he just made crazy headlines with his views and this, that and the third, yeah. right? For for probably over a year now. Yeah. Do you feel like people's approach to Andrew Tate's um Rhetoric, right, mm. was the right thing. Do you feel like it should be more so of more so a, a thing of, you know, what that's his views, leave him to it, or do you feel like the pushback mm. that people gave to him and, yeah. and the insults, they called insults, right? Yeah, yeah, um, was 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 warranted. I think it depends. Like if if because having an effect on other people, mm -hmm. right, and building some type of following, some type of you know cult, whatever. And you can see, okay, cool, I can actually see tangibly how this is affecting others. There's 
like-minded people. If someone has a dangerous rhetoric and they've got, you know, heaps of supporters, then you can say, okay, there's, there's a problem here. Mm. So I feel like if someone has a dangerous rhetoric and they're building and cultivating a following off of it, and you can see that their views that we all deem as dangerous are being shared by others, maybe that person then is needs to be reprimanded because they're, they're showing that they have power and they have influence. Mm. And not everyone does. So Joe Schmo, who has an anonymous account, who said whatever, their views are not being, you know, there's no attention on that. But if someone like Andrew Tate, who is box office news, mm -hmm. right? He's got big influence, he's he's known, he's popular in whatever. That's someone who maybe feared as dangerous because the 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 negative rhetoric that you're spewing out is actually having an effect on others. And we can see it. Mm -hmm. And we can't always see yeah. how other people's views are affecting people. But we can with Andrew Tate. Mm. But but do you feel like because remember I obviously I don't know his um his rise and yeah. like that. But he was once a Joe Schmo though. You know what I'm saying? That no one took Yeah, and I'm sure when he was a Joe Schmo, and maybe that's the problem, because when he was a Joe Schmo, no one this is it. took any notice of him and now he's built but whose job is it to 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 reprimand Andrew Tate? It might be his parents' job. It's not I don't mm. think it's our, I don't think it's my job. I think it's it starts at home, innit? It starts with his parents, it starts with his family, his friends. It doesn't start with the public. Mm. At a certain point the public have to intervene, but if you see a child acting bad on the street, who's the person that's meant to reprimand that child? It's their parents. But I'm glad you said that. It kind of goes back to the whole thing I was saying in the beginning about yeah. the village and stuff. Because certain certain times, especially like back in the day, like if, if for example, um, you might be messing about, there might be a, an uncle or something might see you guys yeah. in the estate and say, yo, like you look, you need yeah. to chill. Type yeah, which thing. is good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But now... Um, it's, it's come down. I remember one time. I don't know why I'm even thinking about this, but it just, it just pops into my brain. Mm. At church, that this is probably like Sunday school days. Yeah. And one guy was just misbehaving or whatever. I, di I didn't see what he was doing, but all, all I saw was the aftermath, yeah. where his mom came out to defend him. Yeah. And was shouting at one of the other aunties and stuff like this. Yeah. For trying to reprimand him and correct him, and yeah. I'm not, I, I don't think they they tried to to beat him or anything like that. Yeah. But obviously they may have been tough on him or whatever it may be. Yeah. But she didn't behave in a typical way that you would expect a Nigerian auntie to behave. Mm. She went straight to the defense of the kid. And to me, that was wild back then. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like that's almost like the main thing now, today. Yeah. And so you kind of get people who are kind of being like lone, lone rangers out here because everyone's kind of scared to, to, to say something because you feel like maybe you're overstepping the boundaries. When before, maybe if, we, if, if people kind of did certain things, it kind of kept people in check. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I hear what you're saying. And I'm not saying that if I saw something I didn't agree with, I wouldn't say anything. I think it just depends, man. Mm. Um, I think it depends. Um, like the other day, I remember I saw some guys who, when I, when they approached me, it was like, oh, they knew who I was, whatever, whatever. And then I saw them doing balloons. Mm. And I was like, I was like, brothers, cut it out. <laughs> like literally, yeah. I, had, I spoke to them, I was like, cut it out. This, this ain't the way to go, in it? And they're like, oh, bro, you know... Just trying to have fun with young. I'm like, bro, you know what these these balloons do to you, innit? Like this 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 ain't the way. Like, don't like stop it now. Like, put it down. Like, bro, come on, man. You know we're young, we're stupid, we're just trying to have fun. So I didn't I didn't like what I saw in it. So I spoke to them, right? So it can happen. It can happen. There, there are times when I do intervene, but for the most part, like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna die mm -hmm. yeah, on, on the hill, innit? If you want to, if you want to smoke the balloon, uh, sorry, not smoke the balloon. If you want to uh, inhale the balloon, then that's on you, innit? I've yeah. I've I've done my part. There's only so far I can go. Mm -hmm. you know what I mean, 
and and to me that that's a good example though because at least you're you did you didn't mind your business then. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that potentially could have been something that helped them guys down the line. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But if we kinda adopt the whole, you know, I mind my own business, everyone can do their own thing. Um everyone can Google the effects of this, that and the third. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's almost as though like um ignorance is kind of just we're allowed to just allow people to be ignorant. And yeah, obviously sometimes it's, it's part of the journey. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But sometimes if we're in a position to maybe correct someone yeah. and just say something, yeah. To me, anyway, it seems like that's the best thing to do. If you've got the time, if you can be bothered, yeah. this, that, and the third. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, I think my, my interference depends on um, how, you know, dire I see, how dire I determine that situation to be in that moment. Um, also take into account maybe that person's age um, and just the general nuances. I remember one time me and Marv were chilling in his car as a commercial when we saw like a man and then his, um, his partner arguing and fighting and we got out ran over and mm. tried to defuse it because to me that was and that was an extreme situation that needed i needed to interfere in that yep you know what i'm trying to say so it just depends on what is actually going on mm. brent mm -hmm. how, how how do you see like i want to take it to a slightly different place right yeah. but like um how do you see the role of church the mosque and the, like religious institutions in this because a lot of time, like, like I said, right, we may say, oh, um, I'm going to mind my business, this and the third. But would we have the same approach in the church? And would we want the same approach from someone else towards us if we need something in church? You know what I'm saying? So what you're asking me is, in church, should people mind other people's business more? Yeah. Or, or, or no, it's more so in church, I feel like people don't. Sorry, in church, I feel like people do mind their business. Because you're part of the, the community to some degree, right? You think people mind their business more? I think people are in people's business more. Ah, okay. I guess, yeah, that's the difference. Are, I think people are in, a, in yeah. a people's business a lot more in, in religious uh, environments. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. you're minding other people's business type thing. Is that what you mean? Mind other people's business. Isn't that to not get involved? Isn't that what minding business means, right? No, if, no, if you're... If you mean you the opposite? Yeah. You mean, you mean not minding your business? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, it, so and, and it's like we're kind of used to that in, the, in that religious setting, right? Mm. But outside of the church, outside of the mosque, outside of our religious um, thingy or our groups or whatever, organizations, we're then in the world thinking, no, leave it to them. Is that, think, is that a problem? But within within religious settings, I feel mm. like for me especially, there's there's a sense of community, there's a sense of familiarity. It's like family almost. So I feel like I know you. I feel like I have the right or ah. to, to get involved because you're not a stranger to me. Mm -hmm. Like the propensity for me to get involved in the life of a stranger is way lower than someone that I know, someone that I'm familiar with, someone that I associate with, mm -hmm. right? Where there's some type of connection. Um, you don't, you, you can't just approach a stranger. You don't know what, you don't know what the, the rebuttal could be in it. Um, so it's easier to get involved in the life of someone that you know, as opposed to someone that you don't know. Mm. And that's kind of the way I see it in regards to like, it could be anything, it could be church, it could be work, it could be whatever, you know, space where you're familiar with people. The propensity for you to, feel more comfortable to mm -hmm. intervene or to ask questions about their life is way higher than someone you randomly see on the street having a domestic or having an argument or they look sad, they look upset, right? Mm -hmm. It's easier to approach someone you know mm -hmm. as opposed to someone you don't know. And that's probably, that, that plays a part. That's, that's true. But also, yeah, with social media though, do you feel like those degrees of separation yeah. is reduced like crazy? Where you feel like to some degree you kind of know the person. Yeah. 
you know what I'm saying? And so maybe I should say something, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I think, yeah, social media does, you, you feel like you know people on social media that you haven't even met before. You might be following them for years and you feel like you know that person. And I see it all the time. I see someone might say something, someone might tweet a thought or a feeling and you check out the comments, it's people consoling them, people adding words of encouragement, trying to make them feel better. So you do see it, but that person's put that feeling out there. So they've let it be known, I feel, I feel some type of way. And they're almost looking for comfort. Because, mm. you know, when you, put, when you put your thoughts out there, it's because you want something back. It's, sometimes it's a cry for help. Sometimes it's just a form of um, letting out your frustration. Sometimes you want, you want that communication, you want that discourse with people to where they're going to make you feel comfortable and make you feel better. So, mm -hmm. Okay. Um, okay. I want to take it to a, another place now, yeah. And I'll put it out first, right? That I am not in any way trying to offend anybody. Do you mm. need to put up signposts? Um, I don't think you need to. Okay. But just in case, if you want to. Uh, What's yeah. it for? Um, I want to talk about identity. Oh yeah, I, think, I was, well, to be fair, when you were playing it earlier, I thought that was the topic of the day. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's just my morning digest. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, like with identity again, not trying to offend nobody. Um, when I'm talking about like transgender stuff, right? I'm not even, sorry, when I talk about this identity thing, I'm not even including the trans thing. So LGBT community, I'm not including them in this part of the discussion. Because mm. obviously there is a difference between identifying as a gender yeah. and identifying as something that's not even human, right? Yeah. So I want to talk about the identifying as something that's not even human. Mm. In, in schools now, people are, are being encouraged to, to be free and be whatever, right? Yeah. Just yesterday, I'm pretty sure people um, pretty much heard... Um, or saw something on the internet going around where there was this recording of, of um, a teacher kind of uh, reprimanding the castigating a particular student because he felt as though this particular person's identity was didn't make sense. Mm. He basically said, he asked the teacher, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, um, if, so if this person wants to identify as a cat, yeah. should we kind of entertain that type of thing? And the yeah. teacher said, yes. So starting there, right? They were girls, by the way. Oh, the girls? Yeah, they were okay. girls. Okay, and cool. the teacher was a woman. Okay. Or identified as a woman. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So, but, but yeah. So, let's, so let's, let's center it around the whole thing of identifying as a cat. Yeah. Now, back in the day, at least, I would like to think, mm. if a child was me meowing all over the place, right, mm. and identifying as a cat, right, mm. a lot of us will step in and be like, okay, this person's just playing. Yeah. We thought, like, this is getting serious. Yeah people would feel like this is crazy. Let's nip this in the bud mm. and make sure this doesn't continue. Yeah. Now, using that one example, yeah. I know it's just one time. Yeah. I'm not saying every teacher does this at yeah. all. But in this particular classroom, this qualified teacher is saying, no, mind your mouth, this person is a cat. <laughs> Do you get where I'm coming from? Yeah. <laughs> is it not time in areas like this, yeah. we kind of mind other people's business? Because if we mind our own business, you know what I'm saying? Isn't, isn't this potentially dangerous? I think that's even bigger than minding your business. <laughs> <laughs> to me, like, like, there's I'm laughing in my head because I remember I took my niece last week to see Little Mermaid. Mm -hmm. When we're in the, the lobby, she's like, I'm a duck, I'm a duck, quack, quack. <laughs> <laughs> so this whole caption was just making me laugh. But there's, there's, there's levels to um, identity in it. Like, to me, some things, you know, border on the ridiculous, mm -hmm. right? They border on things that I can't comprehend in it. Like there's there's, there's being open-minded, there's letting people be free-spirited and have choice. Then to me, there's just 
letting things go too far. Mm. We're identifying as animals when mm. you're a human being. Yeah. Like we're all human beings, isn't it? We can all, you know, I saw a chart yesterday about there's more than one gender. Yeah. And it was like a pink and blue split okay. and they had different um, whatever, whatever. Like in terms of identifying as different genders, right? I know the world's veered in a different direction. Mm -hmm. Cool. We can, we can, we, we can, we can roll with that. Mm -hmm. But identifying as a different species altogether is where we need to really, really stop it. It's, you know what I'm trying to say? You're not a cat. You're a human being. You're not a cat. Like, you're not a cat. You're, you're not a cat. That's a cat. <laughs> like, we need to stop it, man. Knock it off. But, but this, this is the thing, though. You Emmanuel, said. the other day you said that we're animals. <laughs> so don't go on like you're not, you're not the uh, main <laughs> advocate for this particular thing. Man, that's different, though. Oh, it's different now, is it? <laughs> you can see the difference now. I'm just talking about scientific categorizations though mm. like there's plants and there's animals mm. I, i'm not saying i'm a cat or a lizard yeah but okay cool if, if that's the case then but there's different types of animals then and we're not we're not it's, exactly yeah was it feline we're not feline <laughs> 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 exactly yeah we're, we're homo sapiens sapien, but we're just for the animal treat it you know what i'm saying yeah. but that side open yeah wow. <laughs> all right i am <laughs> mm -hmm. that side open do you want some water no, no, I got some. I, it's just the last remnants, mm -hmm. but um, yeah. Yusuf ma made a good point, right? And I agree. You said when it comes to this particular thing of cats and the, knock it off. This is not what we are yeah. or what you is. Yeah, right. You are right. <laughs> <laughs> that was a conviction as well. <laughs> <coughs> but again, no. I'm, I mean this not. In no disrespect at all, but a hundred years ago, people thought there were only two genders, right? Mm. And that was what you was born with. Yeah. And the world has kind of changed, it's evolved, we're learning more, this yeah. and the third, right? Is it not possible for us to then, now, yeah. with time, yeah. 20, 50 years from now, yeah. say, you know what? Maybe this identifying as a particular animal is a real thing and people should be allowed to do particular things. You know what I'm saying? Because... We, we spoke about this particular guy who used to be a banker. Mm. I think he made uh, loads of money, and, but he quit his job and everything, right? Yeah. And he identified as a lizard. lizard. Yeah. He got tattoos. He looks like a lizard man now, yeah. right? I think he's got implants to get horns and yeah. he's, he split his tongue. This guy is, is committed. You know what I'm saying? This is not just a regular guy who's just trying to get out of trouble and saying, yeah, yeah. I'm a lizard. Yeah. That's why I bit this person. No, yeah. this guy is committed. Why, why can't we allow him to be a lizard? Thing is, if, if you want to be a cat, be a cat then. Like, okay. Like, step, be a cat for real then. Don't mm. go to work, right? Don't go shopping. Cat, cats don't go shopping. Do what cat, <laughs> do what, do what cats do then. If you're a cat, right? Mm -hmm. Cats don't wear clothes. Cats don't eat meals with knife and forks. Cats mm. don't do that. So if you want to be a cat, then delve into it and be a cat. Then if you're not going to be a cat, hundred percent, then you're not a cat. Because all this identifying stuff, when it comes to animals, is mental. It's not physical. Mm. It's a mentality. Mm -hmm. You feel like you're a cat mentally, but physically you're not a cat. You're not a lizard. You're not. If you're if you go and live in their in their habitat, then mm. if you're a lizard, go and live. Go and live a lizard's life. Go and live amongst lizards. Yeah. Go and live amongst cats. Go and be someone's pet. Emmanuel, yeah. um, thank you, Yusuf. That's a great point. But Emmanuel, yeah. why do you see it as the gate? being opened when 
people say this stuff about I want to identify as a cardboard box and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Why do you parallel it to <clears throat> this is why it is we can't allow people to say that they're a woman when it is their man? Oh, no, no, no I'm not paralleling to that. Remember, I, that, I, that is an extreme, right? In your extreme? estimation, the whole cat stuff. Yeah, 100%. So <clears throat> there are certain people out there, if you're saying that it's just not you, mm-hmm. that you're, you, th- those people think that identifying as a woman, mm-hmm. if you have a willy and stuff, is extreme. So yes. they can use those examples as mm-hmm. parallels. Yep. Do you agree with that? I, obviously, I don't, I don't want to put my personal... Just what, what, identify somebody else whilst... Because okay, obviously, I, we don't yeah. have one of them in the room and we would okay, obviously like yes, representation. Yes, so pretend yeah. like you are that person today. <clears throat> Okay, cool. Yes. Yes. Say the question again. Do you agree with it? Do I agree with what exactly? So I can be clear. That it can be paralleled. This cat example mm-hmm. is as extreme as uh, a person born with male genitalia saying they are now a woman. I don't, I don't think the, the two are the same because I, I feel like it takes a lot more to try and be or, and even try and convince the world that you're a cat and you're a human being. You know what I'm saying? Like, how, 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 do, how do we... You know what I'm saying? It's, it's different. Like, normally if somebody was to jump on your back, right, mm. <laughs> you may get defensive this time and third. Yeah. If a cat did it, you may just be like, Whew, and, and kind of may shoot the cat away, yeah. right? But you won't necessarily want to beat up the cat. Mm. So that means you may have to change your behavior if somebody did that to you and says, I'm a cat. You know what I'm saying? You say, I'm a cat. Well, you know, cats don't, cats don't speak <laughs> English. Cats don't speak, so you're not a cat. The fact that you can speak means that you're not a cat. <laughs> <laughs> like, but but the, isn't that down to how you see what a cat is? Though? It's just perception. No, right? it's not. No, it's not perception. It's it's reality. No. Uh, again, like let's. I, I get. We're trying to <laughs> have this <laughs> exactly. We're, we're trying to have this open-minded conversation where we we try to think outside the box. Yeah. Let's get into the matrix. No, that's a cat. You're a human being. It's not mm. the same. Like identifying as another gender makes way more sense because the biology is the same. There's only mm. two genders. We're both human human beings. So mm. by identifying as an as an animal, as something that you're obviously not because of a mentality, mm-hmm. I don't buy into that when it comes to animals. I don't and or objects. Oh I'm a box, I'm a chair. Yeah. No, you're not a box of a chair. It's, Mentally, something has gone on where you feel like you are that for whatever the reason is. I don't know, mm. but I don't. I can't. I can't. I can't buy into that. Yeah. And I guess this comes back to your original question: Should people mind their business about this? If you want to identify as whatever you want to identify um, as, why is it your problem? Is it only when it starts being? Uh, implemented into the classrooms is when you're saying, okay, now it's a community thing. Now it's affecting um, individuals who don't have their own agency to know what is happening. Mm. Is that why you're, uh, is that why we're talking about this particular thing to basically link it back to the original question? I think so because if it's just like done in um, in your house, nobody really knows or nobody knows at all. You know what I'm saying? Okay, we got a call. Come back to that. Good morning, caller. Hey, yeah, I'm going to speak on this subject. I'm listening to it now. All right. Hello. 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 Yeah, what's uh, your name? What's your name? 
My name's uh, shall I use my real name? Can I identify what you want, bro? <laughs> <laughs> okay. My name's Bob. My name's Bob. All right. Bob. Uh, okay. So I think. I think this discussion is more about um, um, it's twofold. It's more about what is the objective truth. So if if the objective truth is that we say one plus one is two, right? Everyone agrees, mm-hmm. and that was not that was not a that was not a wild statement a while ago. And now, if someone decides to say it's three, then if it's all about objective truth. So if saying a I know you're you're talking about cats, but if you're saying like a man is a what what the definition of a man is, what the definition of a woman is, is certain things that were objective truths up until recently. Now, if we people keep talking about their own truths and all that stuff, so now we're in a culture where if the truth is subjective and everyone's truth is whatever they want it to be, then everything falls apart. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. So I think I think, I think that's more discussion objective truths. If you can make stuff that used to be while agreed upon by everyone which is an objective truth and now it's subjective then there's no whole bars then that means the cat thing should go in it mm-hmm. cat thing can happen yeah. it's it, it, and there's a um there's a podcast that, that you guys should listen to called the the witch trials of um jacqueline no um jk rowling mm. and she actually you guys were talking about how um should it should we mind our own business why does it affect you blah 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 and the interesting thing that jk rowling said was that rah I'm kind of paraphrasing it, but she said, I have uh, um, that FU money. Basically, I've got enough money that I can say my real opinions without getting cancelled, which is what most of us don't have, which is why everyone's tiptoeing around what we really want to say. Mm-hmm. But So she said she felt it was her obligation to actually address these issues just because she knew she was in the position that most people aren't where she can say what she really feels mm-hmm. and not don't care about the backlash. And she said that she was talking on behalf of the other people that weren't in their, their position because they don't want to lose their jobs, etc. And she said that um, she, she doesn't actually care about her legacy per se because she said it's quite um, narcissistic to think about your legacy. Legacy is just basically what people think about you when you die. And she said, I'd rather be on the right side of history and people hate me now, but in like, in fact, 50 years time, what, what are you going to say to your grandkids when, when you say, granddad, what, what were you doing when they were letting kids... Um, <laughs> yeah. do this to their body and do that to their body you're going to be like oh right I just minded my own business because I didn't want any problems yeah are you going to say that to your grandkids you know what I'm saying yeah 100% <laughs> makes perfect sense cool. but but you know what so, yeah <clears throat> Bob yeah in fact I'm yeah. going to call you Black Bob yeah um, yeah yeah objective truth can objective truth become subjective over time though by definition though one, if one plus one is two then it can't be anything else. No. What What if society deems it to be three? So that that's that's what that's that's what social engineering is. Um, okay. It's like um, if you if you um, if you decide that you know there's this whole thing about um, you know if data is like oil. That's what they say. Data is oil. If you can if you can basically tell the public, it's a bit like okay, I don't even go into this. That um, but if you can tell the public that you only give them one bit of information and then they, they chastise or they, they, they talk down the other side. That means you only get one side of things. So, for example, the COVID stuff, whether you believe it or not, that's not the discussion. The, the discussion is that they only let you, the only information, there was a time on YouTube that if you said anything about it that was against the zeitgeist, then you, 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 you get your, cancel, can, your channel cancelled. Now, whether you believe it or not, the fact that they're, they're not letting people have access to both sides of the information means that if you only get one side, that's what gets indoctrinated into your head. So the same way, 
there's some people that believe, yeah, um, um, there's only two genders. Some people believe that there's 50. The fact that you there's a social cost to saying one and not to the other, you should be able to have both discussions. But they're, they're only letting one be prevalent and the other one, you, there's a social cost to saying that out loud. means that they're trying to socially engineer the public to only have one way of viewing this discussion when you should have a discussion that has allows you to talk about both sides that is the issue in itself and once and once you keep doing that eventually you're going to have a generation of people that just um accept one thing as a narrative just because it's been drummed into them it's the same way like you listen to a playlist on the radio they'll play the same 20 songs on the playlist 50 times each. whether you like it or not you'll like it and it'll go to number one because it's been engineered into you to like it the same way if you don't get both sides of a discussion people that there's obviously going to be people that are free thinkers but they're very small subset of society everyone's going to just be like oh let them be duh, 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 duh. and to be honest it's not a matter of them because like for the most part it doesn't it doesn't it won't affect us most people directly or most people don't really have a dog in the race but it's just more so why isn't the discussion allowed to be had mm. do you know what i mean mm-hmm. even even us as we we're, we're tiptoeing around it and turn the mics off blah, 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 have a conversation with your friends it'll be a different discussion but you don't have to have that because there's a social cost to having the real discussion that is the problem in itself yeah yeah 100 but um, you know what? Let me let me ask you this though. Do you feel like society could benefit from a healthy dose of social engineering, though? Or do you feel like social uh, engineering? It's happening in real time, and I don't. Yeah. I don't. I, it, but the problem is, the social engineering is happening in real time, and the problem that the people that the, the people that use it are okay. I'll give you another example. Every time I see it happening, I just look at stuff differently. Every time I see it happening, I can see it like a mile away, and I'm just like. The people are using it are using it for bad. You could use it for good in some aspects, but they're, they're using it for bad. I'll give you an example. Over the last three years, I've keep listening to LBC and all these different radio stations, and they keep making us, they, they keep pushing a narrative for us to hate uh, Extinction Rebellion. They always show people sticking themselves to the ground in, in, um, in, on the motorway, and then, and then people calling in like, oh, I'm late for work. I can see the player like a mile away. Extinction Rebellion is a, is, a, is, a, is a fringe group that everyone can equally hate because they're like, why are they making you late for it, blah, blah, blah. But what they're doing is that they're getting the public on side mm-hmm. so that they can pass laws against um, uh, protesting and then they'll, make it, they'll, they'll package it as, oh, we're just doing it because it's Extinction Rebellion. So the next time there's a Black Lives Matter movement, whatever, they'll be like, well, you last passed the law, so now we're going to use it for this. Mm. They're going to use it for a fringe group that everyone agrees is kind of annoying and then they'll, they'll push it out to everything else. Yeah. So this is this is social engineering. You need to get the public on side first by 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 paying, and then you can you can push through the policies that you actually want. And when you, the people that use it are using it for nefarious reasons, it can be used for good, but I haven't seen it used used for good. Mm. Okay, makes yeah. sense. And you forgot to mention that the day after do it too, Emmanuel and Mark do it all the time. <laughs> 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 I love them people, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Yeah, Black, Black Bob. Yeah, before you go, yeah. Yeah. To bring it back home, yeah. Do yeah. you feel like we should, as a society, mind each other's business, or do you feel like we should more so take an approach, take an approach of, you know what, to each his own, let them do what they want to do? Uh, nah, because I saw someone put into the comment section for 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 evil to win, good men do nothing. The mm. same way that like, and I, I don't want to get too like, it's the same way that when. Stuff like this happens, well, stuff, I'm not going to go into what is, but stuff that happens now that doesn't, may not affect you directly, but when it reverberates and it starts to affect you directly, that's when you want to take action, but it's yeah. too far gone now. Mm-hmm. Now you're, it's, it, you need to uh, 
you need to now address it at the at the beginning when there's actually people that are actually like minded, but they're everyone's kind of shook and no one wants to say anything. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because um, it's, it's it's the same way. I'm sure there was bare guys in Germany that were like they weren't on none of that stuff, but they saw bare people be bare people um, subscribing to it. They're like, oh, I guess guess I'm in the minority. I have to follow suit. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. Okay, cool, man. Sure. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you very uh, much for the call, Black Rock. Thank you. Cool. Uh, but I think as a whole, people are very much in people's business, though. Like I feel, I feel like people are, you know, the word nosy is branded around a lot. Inner, mm. you know, we use the word inner. Like people have always been in people's business, in mm. my opinion. So with this conversation, what what exactly are we alluding to when we say people mind their business? Because people are very much in people's business all the time. That's true. But maybe maybe it's more so, obviously, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel yeah. like maybe when people are in people's business, it's mm. usually just to hear something and gossip, yeah. as opposed to maybe debate. Because me personally, I feel like debate is healthy across the board, mm. always. You know what I'm saying? But people, if, if we look at where what what's our platform for debating these days, it's mainly Twitter, right? Yeah. People debate on Twitter all day long. I feel like people go on Twitter to debate. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like... I don't know in what in what sphere is there a lack of um, getting involved in people's business? Is it in the places that really matter? Then mm. schools, the homes, because social media debates only go so far. Mm-hmm. Does it have an actual tangible effect on society or on the lives of people? So is there a lack of actual real action in real in the real world? Maybe mm. uh, uh, maybe 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 it doesn't spill out from social media into the real world, like you're mm. saying. But at the same time, I feel like. I, I can't help but feel like if those debates on social media didn't happen, yeah, maybe more crazy things would be occurring. Yeah, no, you know, the, you know what I'm saying no, the debate and the discourse is needed. Mm-hmm. It's definitely needed, um, but that's that's my point. I'm saying that people are in people's business. But yeah, how far does it go? Like, what what long lasting effects does it actually have? Yeah, this this is it. And how do you know how far to push it? Mm. Do you care to push it to where you think it's going to have an effect, or do you just? Have your discussion on day one and then day two you're, you're over it mm-hmm. yeah yeah it makes sense it makes sense what you're saying i i think you know what like w- when you mentioned that again um the first thing that came to mind and again this is not me sending no shots to anyone i'm putting out a disclaimer there i don't mean to offend nobody here but it's just a, i feel like this is a genuine um question and concern for, for a lot of people when we, when we talk about the whole trans debate as well right mm. and we talk about toilets yeah people don't know like Sorry, sorry, call it one second, yeah. Um, people, people don't know, like, what side to be on. It's like everyone yeah. wants to be, like, let's just say you've got a, a bunch of people who want to actually support people yeah. who are trans, mm. but at the same time, they feel like the whole toilet thing yeah. is an issue. It's like, how, how do we tackle this? You know what I'm saying? So I feel like those debates yeah. are necessary to then figure out the best way for us as a society to kind of accommodate everyone so that people are somewhat... But you know what it is? I feel, I feel like the toilet debate is new, though, because yeah. most venues that have been around for decades don't have toilets for men, women, and transgenders or whatever. So I feel the toilet debate just needs time Yeah. to where in the future there'll be more toilets that cater to different genders mm. as opposed to a new idea has been implemented, implemented into an old institution to where we don't even have the infrastructure to support what you want right now because we only have two toilets. Yeah. So now we have to argue about what toilet to go in. Yeah, that's true. I need to build a new toilet now, right? Give me some time. I don't feel like, I feel like the toilet debate is too early to be concluded because it, it's, it's about infrastructure. We need to have 
more toilets then, if that's, if that's the problem. Yeah, yeah. Good morning, caller. Good morning, good morning, good morning. How is everyone today? Fantastic. Good, thank you. I know this voice. <laughs> <laughs> you good? Okay. Yes, yes, I'm very well, thank good, you. Good, I'm good. very well. Um, yes, I have, um, I have my two points to share on this topic. I feel like, um, although today, I do feel like to an extent, people are definitely very nosy um, and like to be informed and discuss other people's business. That doesn't necessarily mean they get into people's business because mm-hmm. it's just discussion. As in, the the whole idea of how like um, what's it called? Like the village raises a child was very prominent in almost all societies hundreds of years ago. All so- anywhere you go, anywhere any village you went to, it would be a common practice that the village raises that child, be it in Ghana or Ireland or wherever it is, the village was raising the child. And not just discussing your business, but like, actually taking action as in oh this this part of, um I, I i don't know an example i'm just picking a random one from the top of my head oh what this um this man is an alcoholic N- no one sell him alcohol that sort of thing as in action was actually made however now it's just oh have you seen this guy oh he's, he's drinking again and then everyone just walks on and they go to work and they allow him to just sit there and drink his day away you see so i feel like that's the difference um, I do feel like with this whole thing, I, I think I personally think that anyone ha- can live whatever life they want to live at the end of the day, because as, as long as you are an adult, however, the problem I feel is that's not what we're discussing here. These people or these agendas are actually literally being pushed to children, which I think is completely, completely wrong. Mm. You can tell a child that you can, you are allowed to be a cat because then this child is like their whole outlook on life <laughs> is going to be completely skewed. Mm. It's just it's and that is very and um what's it called um I, I think I can't remember who asked the queer thing it was Brent um and he was relating the um, uh, ch- uh, uh wanting to be a, uh, a cat to wa- wanting to be a different gender. And the thing I don't understand about this is I've had a couple of debates and what I don't understand is where do we draw the line? Because at the end of the day or at the beginning of the day, none of these things are true. Now, if you are an adult and you want to uh, identify as as a man or a woman or something that you weren't born as, okay, fair enough. You know what? You do you. But you you identify, like, as in me, myself, I identify as a man because I was born a man. Now, I have never, ever needed anyone to, um, uh, what's it called, consolidate the fact that I am a man. I, I, like, no, no, one has ever, I, I, no one has ever had to reinforce the fact that I am a man. I don't need that from anyone because I know it to be true. But these people, they say they want to identify, if you want to identify as a woman, like if someone wants to call me a woman today or any time, 
I will I will continue living my life and, and go on and just ignore it because I know it's it's, it's rubbish. Mm. But it's like now they, they are trying to bring everybody into this charade and want everyone to play this game along with them, which just doesn't necessarily make sense. This is cognitive dissonance. The, the things that we know at, right in front of us is not true. We're now having to play along with, oh, okay, that's true. And then they... Because they, they, one question I also ask is that, okay... If you if you can if you can be whatever gender that you want, then how come you can't be whatever um, whatever um, color or a race that you want? How come you can't pick your race? And then the, to that argument, I'm always um, I always hear, oh, you're, you're being ridiculous. Mm. And I don't understand how that can possibly like, as in how can that possibly be? Why is it that I am being ridiculous in saying that we can change race? When you are saying that you can change sex, when I would even argue that race is more um, race is more on a spectrum than than gender. With gender, you are born with literally one or the other. People are born with like um, people are many different shades of colors. Um, people are born mixed race. That I would say is more of a spectrum. So, but Sally, I, I think I'm so, so, yeah, sorry, yes. sorry to cut you. Yeah. Remember, um, no, no, no. Obviously, I can't speak for um, that community, right? But they yeah. they will be quick to say to you, sex and gender are two different things, right? So you can't say, yes. yeah, we're born with a sex, and, and and then use it to then say the thing about the gender. And also, I wanted to ask you because you mentioned before that um, you you just know that you are a man. You just know that you are right. But yes, weren't we taught this as kids? Like, didn't didn't our parents maybe say, no, you're a boy, you do this maybe, and you're a girl, you do that, for example. Like, yes, we were taught very no. early, but we were still taught nonetheless. No. Or no? No. Okay. No, 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 no. Because, like, no one, no one ever told me, oh, Saleh, um, you are a man, you put the penis into the vagina. Like, no one had to tell me that. Biology. And people keep saying, oh, like, um, all this sex stuff is, um, is like a social construct. It is not. It is not. Now, in today's society, gender. we now gender. have... Sally, sorry. Uh, um, oh, gender, yeah. yeah. Um, it, um, now, in today's society, we have external things and other things. That, okay, maybe you say um, the man should carry the shopping. Now, that would be an example of a social construct. But at the end of the day, we have men who... Like, some men... Um, some men are, uh, like like, things that... Yeah, I guess you could say the 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 average girl would like, and and vice versa. You have tom girls and um, uh, sorry, tomboys and and all this kind of thing. But that does still not negate the fact that this person's biology, the thing between their legs, will will do one certain thing. Mm. And I think people are conflating the two. Yet, yeah, like, just because you're a man and you want to wear a dress and blah blah blah, that is fine. That is completely fine. But that does not mean that you are a woman. Because if you were to now go to the hospital and complain that you are having, um, uh, what's it called, uh, a miscarriage, then what? What Should the doctor also play along with you and say, oh, okay, well, let's check the symptoms? No. Mm. Then let's stop wasting time and, and let's call it what it is. Yeah, I hear you. But again, obviously, I don't want us to go around in circles, but you have to remember, mm -hmm. I, I feel as though with the whole genitalia thing and all that, right, that is on the side mm -hmm. of sex. Again, I can't speak for the community. Mm -hmm. like, I, I'm learning, you know, on the on the go in it. But like the gender thing, 
is is outside of genitalia. It's outside of X and Y chromosomes. It's 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 completely different. This this is what we're hearing. You know what I'm saying? Yes, it's new to us, but again, may, maybe it's it's our understanding or our lack of understanding that's making us sometimes group the two and 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 link the two when it's not the same. You know what I'm saying? And maybe that's why we're struggling to, to grasp it. I think I believe that at the end of the day, like when when things get serious, yeah. when things really get serious in a society, that's when realities really portray themselves. Mm-hmm. And if right now bombs started falling from the sky, no 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 one's going to like we, we have come we have come so far from reality that now we are discussing very, very silly, silly, trivial things. That don't matter, mm. and it, and it's it's actually it's actually quite saddening that these are the the topics of debates that we are having in today. Because if you go to China, if you go to Russia, and all these places, they're not having these discussions. And well, I'm not sure if I believe in this or not, but this is um, an argument that I've heard that even especially with TikTok being um, ran by. Um, China mm-hmm. and the fact that when you go and you see the Chinese TikTok, they have none of the stuff there, none of these dances, none of these silly things that is going on here in, in this side of the world. So uh, some people are saying that all of this, um, the fact that we're having all these arguments is, is actually part of um, World War Three, and that China is intentionally doing this as psychological warfare to just mess up the whole society and and um, what's it called and make sure that we are not unified and we are divided and we are spe- and wasting time speaking about silly stuff like this while their children are out there learning how to build faster rockets and they are trying to become actually something that something of value mm. and, and 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 produce things because it's it's none of this like you just and you think about it like why are we discussing this if you want to, if, if you're an adult and you want to do, if you want to lead your life, the, lead your life however you want to lead it, that is perfectly fine. But at the end of the day, leave the children alone. Mm. Let the children be. Let them grow up and know exactly, like, give them the facts. Uh, how, can you, how can you teach a child biology and you're telling them that they can be whatever they want? How is a man going to ever produce even till this day, right now, they still have not come up with a way that a man can, produ- can, can produce eggs. Like, it is impossible. Mm. So, so what, what are we trying to teach them? I, I mean, I, 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 I definitely hear you, Salim. But at the same time, obviously, we, we, we've got to wrap up now, yeah. But at the same time, mm-hmm. it's easy for us to say, you know, Russia and China are not having these discussions. But remember, just some decades ago, early in the 20th century, they were having discussions about communism. You know what I'm saying? They were practicing it yeah. and millions died. That's not a great thing. <laughs> so you can't necessarily use yeah, the, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But I, 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 I get your point. I get your point though. Mm. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, no, and that's, that, that's a very good point as well. But just because um, on that side of the world, they, they uh, let's say they got one thing wrong, doesn't, that doesn't now mean that everything else is like everything else yeah. they do is is false as well. We of can't, course, of course. We, we can't just take that and then extrapolate. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks again mm-hmm. for calling in, man. Uh, no worries, no worries. Everyone, have a fantastic day, man. And you too, you too, you too. Thanks.
All right. Rebecca, you, Rebecca, you said you wanted to call in uh, quickly. Uh, the phone line is open. We're waiting patiently. But it's interesting, Um, this whole line. Obviously, yeah. we started this conversation yeah. with uh, the audio. Um, we didn't play the audio, but the audio that you were referencing. Yeah, the cat. Yeah, were two girls um, having a conversation with their teacher. Mm-hmm. And it was off the back of another child wanting to identify as a cat and teacher saying that that child should be allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that a lot of people would say that it's just, that's just out of bounds. Like, that's just crazy. And they would say that's a mental issue. Good morning, Cola. Hello. Good morning, good morning. Hi. Is this Rebecca? Yes, it, yes, it is. All right, cool, cool. Um, not you drawing me out. Okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> good morning, how are you? <laughs> I'm fine, thank you guys. How are you? Oh, good. Good. Um, I just wanted to talk just very briefly on a couple of things. Not too much on the or not all really on the whole um trans discussion and things like that, because I'll just very briefly say that um gender non-conforming people have been around for centuries. I think it's just now that we've got the language to um I guess put a quote unquote label to to their expression or to how it is that they feel. Um, and it's interesting, um, I guess, that we're having a discussion about what's people's business. And I think for me personally, this is one of the things I don't think is anyone's business. Um, and I think in terms of what people should be involved with, or what people, sh- what is people's business, what isn't, I think people are in probably in each other's business businesses when they sh- when we shouldn't be um, probably. Like, for gossip and whatever it is we can see on like social media how many times people want to know what's going on with celebrities or we can see in church or you know uh, places of worship we can see people getting into it get, getting into each other's business but people aren't really getting involved with people's business when we should be for example when people are suffering when you see I hate to quote Sally but when you see people who are suffering with alcoholism or suffering with depression how often do we actually make it a point to support and help people I think um there's probably more that we could be doing so often I have to kind of remind myself of the the parable of the um the good Samaritan and try to do things that I can that are within my power and control um for example if you see someone who's drunk on the road and they're just laying down there you could literally give them a bottle of water because they need it and these small actions that we could be doing um on a daily basis or whatever the case is to actually help people and make it our business to um, care for people when, when we can and not just be in people's business for the sake of gossip and for the sake of judgment. Mm. Okay. Um, Rebecca, can I ask a quick question there? Obviously, I, I don't want to ask yeah. the, um, I don't want to put too much pressure on you or whatever, yeah, but I just want to ask because I'm interested to hear your opinion on this, right? Do you feel like... How do I even phrase this? Um, do you feel like children can be moulded by the whole discussion about um, gender, gender identity. Do you feel like a child can change their gender based on what they've been taught? Or do you feel like the gender they end up being when they're a grown adult is the gender that they were always going to be? Um, That's an interesting question um, because I think part of that, in order to answer that, I probably have to think about why it is that I'm straight. 
uh, why is everyone else in the room is straight. Um, it's because I, I, I believe myself to be. I've never had any um, sexual thoughts or inclinations towards people of the same gender um, or sexual sex as me. Um, again, is this something that has been taught to me potentially, possibly? Uh, I, again, I do think gender is a construct. It's a, it's a social construct. It's something that is fluid and changes with time. It changes with whatever society needs or where, whichever direction society is going in. Um, so can children be taught this? I guess so potentially because we all, I guess we all are. We all, all are taught how our bodies work, what they're used for, and all that type of stuff. So we are all taught it. However, I've always known that I'm straight. So in that sense, I can't possibly imagine what it's like to be on the other end of the spectrum and always know that I'm gay. I can only assume that it's the same exact feeling. Um, so that's all I can say to that. So I can, it, it, it's potentially something that people are always, always taught. Um, in some aspects, maybe it's it, something that can be, that can come, that can come out of trauma potentially. Um, but again, I can't really speak on that because I am a straight cisgendered woman who's always believed myself to be so. Okay. All right. All right. Well, um, I, I don't want to push back too much. You know what I mean? I'll ask, um, uh, follow-up questions too much but um but yeah okay thank you very much for calling no that. worries bye thank you do you feel like there's certain pillars of life that if you believe in god you can put it under the guise of god that god has implemented that we cannot or should not change and they should just be as god intended again if you believe in god and that's just it right okay. so in speaking about gender as in this is what God has deemed. Certain things can evolve, mm -hmm. change, grow. We can see things in a certain way, but certain things should be the cornerstone, the pillar and the cement of what we build <coughs> society and life off of, right? Do you believe that gender is or should be one of those things or something that God has put in place mm -hmm. can now change with time, like gender? It's a, it's a tough one, yeah, because... I feel like people's definitions of things are changing. Like, mm. obviously, I don't want to speak for you guys, right? But I've always believed sex and gender was the same thing. Mm. Well, or at least were linked yeah. to the point where the two just can't, cannot be separated. Mm. If I'm a man by sex, I'm a man by gender. It's only, obviously, in the, in the last certain amount of years, right? Like Rebecca's um, articulated, where mm. people are now getting the language. Yeah. If this is true... Yeah that gender has always been a fluid thing, mm. then I guess that, that I don't feel like that's necessarily something that God has maybe made as a, as a standard, if, it, if, if, if that's yeah. the case. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm, more, I'm talking to more about biology and science as opposed to oh, yeah. how you feel. Yeah, if it's a biological or, or thing. Or how you identify. Yeah. More so just, I'm talking about biology. Cool. If you're talking about biology, then I agree. That I believe there's certain things God has made. Yeah. That is in, 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 in um, that is just, uh, what's the word? It's in sync with just natural law. Yeah. And they should remain that way. And if we start to mess with those things, I feel like we're going to pay the price. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Good morning, caller. Good morning, caller. Hi. Morning. Hi, guys. Morning. Um, it's Bar from Diaries. <laughs> I'm fine. Thank you. Hello. Hello? 
Oh. oh man. Uh, she so she's called from WhatsApp, but I guess she's on Wi-Fi. So Wi-Fi is just be connecting right now. You're back now. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Um, yeah, so I wouldn't consider myself as part of the LGBT community, but I have been with a woman before. Like, I am pretty much bi, but I don't, like, represent community. Oh, dumb. Sorry. Oh, my God. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, sorry. my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> but what I will say is, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry. Go on. Yeah, but I'm not, like, all community, community. But um, what I will say is that, like, in primary school, right, the reason why I generally don't feel like it needs to be taught taught in school because in primary school i went to a catholic primary school right obviously mixed we had two um gay teachers um and it was obvious that they were gay they were guys um but as kids we just thought okay something's a bit different but it wasn't like okay yeah that's a man and he sleeps with a man or that's a transgender but as a kid you have an instinct of okay something's a bit different here and it's like yeah you can ask your parents but i just think it's weird how and i do think there's a an agenda but i feel like um ignorant people or people that are not aware they'll obviously fight for their rights and stuff but i do feel like there's an agenda or you're trying to teach kids about something that people don't even really know about anyway because like even with transgenders right you can't really tell someone's a transgender unless you know they actually say it so if if teachers are going to be like okay well there's a male, female, and then transgender, then there's just going to be a bunch of questions from kids and it's going to be confusing and it just doesn't make any sense. And I feel like I only started feeling a bit weird about like um, gay and it being wrong when I was a teenager and I'm not going to lie, I was listening to Bashan and I was like, and that's where you kind of form your opinions and then obviously God and it just gets confusing. But as kids in primary school, all you need to learn, well, I think we need to learn more about our private parts and not having anyone touch it and all that stuff. But there's so much focus on, like, just gender and sexuality. And it's just, I generally think it's unnecessary. Like, kids clock that something's different. But do you need to go in, like, and have an explanation about how or what's been happened? Because then you're going to get kids being like, oh, you know, did that woman chop off her blah, blah, blah. It's just mm. so, it's just too much. And I think it's just weird. And I feel like people are too scared to talk about stuff but i feel like i can talk about it because like you know yeah i've dibbled and dabbled in well, both right. do you know what i mean but i feel like everyone's scared <laughs> oh my god i'm dead but it's just that i feel like everyone's just pussyfooting excuse my language pussyfooting around stuff just yeah. speak like everyone has an opinion and everyone low-key high-key thinks this shouldn't be taught but everyone's just too scared to say it and it just jars me yeah I but yeah, okay. I don't even know if I'm like on the point. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're making great points, man. But uh, what what I was gonna ask you is, oh, do you feel on. like at that age, yeah, kids can be molded into something that um into into something else, basically? I'm not sure. I'm not too sure if you heard the question. I think like, uh, opposed to Rebecca. Oh, um, in terms of molded, I just think they could be influenced and curious because I think as a kid, if you're learning about oh, like you know, men can be women and women can be men, then I think that's when kids get curious and they might want to go toilet and start playing around or looking around like, oh, or, you know, you go home and you're thinking, well, I might be a girl. That's a bit uh, masculine. So does that mean I'm a man? So I wouldn't say the word molded, but I would say it would spark curiosity. And, you know, kids already ask why, 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 why all the time. So I just feel like it just might be a lot on them. And their brains are not fully developed. So it just, I feel like it's a burden that is not necessary. Like, learn stuff in year seven and eight where you've actually hit puberty, where you're actually genuinely curious. As kids, like, 
in primary school, what for? You can learn that, yeah, kids can be adopted and, you know, obviously there might be gay guys, whatever, but like, there's so much, I don't know, it's just a bit weird, man. It's weird. <laughs> do, do, <laughs> it's weird. Do you feel like, like, isn't that the point of school, though? Like, where, where um, we have to ask these type of questions. You know what I'm saying? So, so what, what do you mean? As, as in, like, um, e- even though it's kind of, like, weird to a, a, a particular um, kid, for example, or all the kids in the class, mm-hmm. like, if they're being um, shown something that's new to them and they've got, like, a thousand questions, isn't that the best place to have those questions asked? Or answered, I No, say. because we all know this. No, because the school system's already corrupted, yeah? I don't want to go too deep into it. Mm. So teachers, which are just normal human beings, they already have their own opinions and their own genders. I feel like we're trusting the school system as if it's correct and it as if it hasn't been corrupted. If this was, like, utopia, then, yeah, it's school. Share everything. T- mm. Teach everything. But it's not because... Teachers have bias, um, whether that be Catholic school and public school. There's just so many different factors. And I just think if we could all come together as a community and be like, okay, well, let's just discuss the curriculum and what is going to be discussed and and parents actually having a say, then, yeah, I think that will be healthy. But the way the government is, like, everything is always a bit biased. Even when you're black in school, everything's a bit biased. Everything that you're looking at, everything is we're in a system and so we're just playing the game. So I, I feel like these things need to be discussed at home or maybe someone like you should create a school, <laughs> an outside school on the weekends where kids can actually go there and learn, you know, other stuff or ask questions where it's actually, where people are actually, I don't know, um, educated or, I don't know. But you yeah. get what I'm saying, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. <laughs> All right. Cool. Thank, you. thank you very much. Thank you very much for the call. Appreciate the call. The call. No problem, guys. Have a good day. You Bye. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I think I think that's a good way to wrap up the yeah. topic of the day, man. Are we done? Yes. Let's move on. All right. Perfect. Let's move on. Let's get into some more headlines. All right. So trigger warning here. Big trigger warning here. Um, basically, uh rape and human trafficking and all the above basically um this is about andrew tate and i'm pretty sure everyone's heard but andrew tate has officially been charged in romania with rape human trafficking and forming an organized crime group to sexually exploit women his brother tristan and two associates also face charges all have denied allegations the tate brothers in case you're not aware, were first arrested at their Bucharest home in December. In March, they were moved from custody to house arrest following a ruling by a Romanian judge. The indictment deposited with the Bucharest court says that the four dependent, sorry, defendants um, formed an organized criminal group in 2021 to commit human trafficking in Romania, but also in other countries, including the US and the UK. It named seven alleged victims who it says were recruited by the Tate brothers through false promises of love and marriage. The alleged victims were later taken to buildings in Ilfov uh, County in Romania, where they were intimidated, placed under constant surveillance and control and forced into debt. This according to a statement from Romanian prosecutors. The defendants allegedly then forced the women to take part in pornography, which was later shared on social media. One defendant is accused of raping a woman twice in March of 2022. The trial will not start immediately. And this is crazy. It's expected to take several years. Next headline um, takes us to Piers Morgan, man, where basically a judge in a privacy trial brought by Prince Harry and others have questioned why nearly 30 journalists, including Piers Morgan, have not given evidence. Mr. Justice Fancourt said that Mr. Morgan had recently had a good deal to say about phone hacking outside of the court. He's among 
a list of journalists uh, about which the judge may have to make inferences given that they have not appeared in the witness box. Mr. Morgan recently denied knowledge of unlawful activity in a BBC interview. And the last headline takes us to um, a situation with a TikToker. I'm not too sure if you guys heard about it, who stalked um, Chelsea star Mason Mount. And basically this influencer who bombarded Mason Mount with ch- uh, messages have been gi- has been given a suspended prison term. Orla Melissa Sloan, who's 22, who called herself Devil Baby on Instagram, used 21 phone numbers to target Mount. She also stalked his ex-teammate Billy Gilmore and caused harassment to fellow Chelsea star Ben Chilwell. Mount, who's 24, became worried that she would turn up at the club's training ground in Cobham and Surrey. Um, the court was also told that Sloan slept with Mount after they met at a party at Chilwell's home in November of 2020. The prosecutor, Jason Seatel, Seatel, um told an earlier hearing that the pair remained in contact for about six months before Mount decided that the relationship was not going to progress. And obviously since then, she started stalking him, I guess. Um, and that's it for the headlines. All right. Uh, People's Journal next? Yes. All right, let's get into People's Journal. Um, welcome to the People's Journal. I'll give you the news from an economics point of view. Um, first thing I wanted to mention, I'm even trying to find it now, um, is basically, oh, sorry, pardon me, where is it? What? Sorry about this, guys. But, <coughs> yeah, the first thing I want to mention is about Jeremy Hunt. And how basically, um, I'm going to be very quick today, um, rules out mortgage support and capping food prices. So obviously people have been talking about how um, homeowners may need extra support with their mortgages. Obviously may face um, losing their homes potentially if it is a situation where um, the interest rates in the Bank of England complete, continue to rise. Obviously people's um, mortgage, um, uh, things are going to be coming to an end after a few years. And obviously... Uh, when trying to renew, they're going to be faced like with with uh, mortgages of extra like five six hundred pounds in some cases, and um, people were asking the government about like w- would they step in and pretty much help, but um, the chancellor basically ruled it out and said that anything that we do will pretty much be um, inflationary, and we don't like what's the point in prolonging inflation when we're trying to get everything down in it, and and if we step in to kind of put a cap on food prices and um, help with um, mortgage bills. That's just gonna exacerbate the situation. Um, also, this is breaking news as well, and basically there's been no decrease in inflation. Basically, it's remained at 8.7%, despite the expectations that there was gonna be a fall. So the ONS, which is the Office for National Statistics, announced that the um, CPI, the um, Consumer Price Index, uh, measure of inflation stood at 8.7% in the year up to May, which is the same rate as it was in April. A uh, slight decrease uh, to 8.4% had been expected by a lot of um, economic analysts and things of that nature. Um, but I guess it just didn't happen. And yeah, it puts the government's pledge to, to halve inflation this year in doubt. So I think we spoke at the beginning of the year that that was one of Rishi Sunak's um, goals as well. And even um, that would have trickled down, hopefully, into the Bank of England reducing the interest rates as well. But obviously, if, if, if inflation remains high, Chances are that the Bank of Interest, the Bank of England interest rates may um, have to be put up again. So a lot of people are kind of thinking that may be a possibility. And the last thing I want to mention is what I've mentioned for a couple of weeks now, and this is um, the scheme called Black in Business, which is put forward by Channel Four 
and Lloyds Bank. And this is basically an opportunity for black businesses to um, uh, be awarded £100,000 worth of TV advertisement and actual TV advert. Um, so yeah, man, the applications are still um, open. The entries will close Wednesday the 28th of June um, at 4pm. So if you're interested or not, anyone's got a black business that can benefit from the scheme, tell them basically, tell them, you know. And that's it for the People's Journal. All right, uh, let's get into our last set of headlines. <coughs> nah, what, your water's not working. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so the next headline, trigger warning here. And we spoke about this um, earlier in the week, but I believe there's a bit more of an update. Trigger warning here of people being killed in Uganda. So more than 20 people have been arrested in Uganda in connection with Friday's school massacre. Um, and they've been accused of collaborating with a rebel group blamed for carrying out the killings. Among those held are the director and the head teacher, can you imagine, who have not commented. Hopefully this is just fake news and this is just wrong information or whatever. But I'd hate to think that a director and head teacher of the school were collaborating with these animals, to, um, yeah, which caused the death of many of these students. Officials say there may have been a dispute over the ownership of the school where the 42 people died. The army say that the Islamic State-linked militants were behind the attack, but other motives are being investigated. They belong to the Allied Democratic Forces, the ADF, which is a group created in the 1990s, and they took up arms against the president, Yoweri Museveni, alleging persecution of Muslims. It's now largely based in the neighboring um, Democratic Republic of Congo, and the arrests raise difficult questions about whether locals and those responsible for the children had a hand in what happened. But at the moment, there is very little clarity. Um, yeah, for those unaware, um, like we mentioned earlier in the week, 37 pupils were amongst those who were killed when late on Friday, these attackers stormed the secondary school in a small town of Impondwe, which is close to the border with um, the Democratic Republic of Congo. The victims, many of them staying in dormitories, were burnt to death or hacked to death. Some of them were even reportedly shot. These animals need to be brought to justice, man. They should kill them on public TV, ask me. Anyway, that's my own personal something. Um, next headline, um, trigger warning here. And um, four Israelis were killed. Um, yeah, in, you know, guess where, innit? So yeah, four Israelis have been killed in a shooting attack in their settlement in the occupied West Bank, according to paramedics. Four others were wounded, one of them seriously, when two Palestinian gunmen opened fire at a restaurant and petrol station on a highway outside Eli. Israel's military said that uh, the assailants were Hamas-affiliated terrorists. One was shot dead at a scene by an armed civilian, while the second fled in a stolen car and was later killed by Israeli forces in the town of Tubas. The Israeli Prime Minister Netanyahu said that all options are open in response to what he called a shocking and abhorrent um, terrorist attack, which followed heightened violence across the West Bank in recent days. But a spokesperson for Hamas said that the shooting was a response to the Israeli military raid in Jenin on Monday, which we also spoke about, in which six Palestinians were killed. And the last headline is just a little something, just to mention briefly, and there's a bit of a trigger warning here also, and this is that um, it appears that the, the number of migrants trying to reach Europe obviously has been growing, but that also means that the number of deaths in the Mediterranean is also growing. And this is basically because um, a fisherman Tunisia basically found a dead body or dead bodies, pardon me, in um, his fishing net. It's crazy, man. Yeah. So, um, 
that's that's pretty much the end of end, end of that particular headline. To be fair. So let's move on. Oh, sorry, yeah. I thought you said that's <laughs> the end of that headline. Yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry. sorry. <laughs> All right, cool. Let's get into the rotation. Sorry. All right, guys, welcome to the reaction. All right, let's get into the juicy stuff, actually. Brent, did you see Saka's um, hat-trick? Bad boy hat-trick, isn't it? Yeah, he's, he's turning into England's mm-hmm. one of their most important players, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, hat-trick was the second goal. Beautiful. Second goal was a rocket. Yeah. You know you know he's making, you know the first goal, when he roofed it? Yeah. He's making that his signature, you yeah, know? You know he's got quite a few of those. Yeah, he's got yeah, like yeah, four yeah. in his collection. Yeah. But yeah, England beat, um, who did they beat? 7-0, who was that? I know they beat North Macedonia. It's right here, isn't it? This is. So this is yeah, this is yesterday. Oh, that's yesterday's one. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, North Macedonia. They beat them seven 0 man. Uh, that was that was a qualifier. But yeah, shout out Saka. Saka got a hat trick. What do you feel about Trent going into midfield? I like it. You like it, right? I like it. Yeah. 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 But why did he take Fingers' number? Who's? He took he took um uh, Rashford's number. Oh, is it? Yeah. He number Trent's wearing number ten. And that's Rashford. Man, man just yanked it off his back. <laughs> Maybe they're That's trying mine. to push Rashford up to the top. Yeah, up. I think Rashford was wearing eleven. Wearing eleven. Mm. But um, yeah, man, I'm 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 happy for Saka, man. First first career senior hat trick mm. for the boy. Um, three very good goals. Yeah, man, he's 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 arrived. He, no, he's arrived, man. Twenty one years old, you know. Yeah. He's a star, man. He's definitely a star. Um, speaking of internationals as well, uh, Ronaldo, um, first men's player to. Um, achieved 200 international caps, the most capped international player of all time. Shout out to uh, Ronaldo. All right. I want to get into some transfer stuff, Brent, man. Mm-hmm. So you were right about the party thing. They're looking to shift it. Yeah. Do right. you, do you, have you, do you, have you got your own thoughts on why they're doing Yeah, that? of course. Do you think it's literally that? I think it's this. I think... It is that, right? But as well as that, it's like, you know what? There's that and let's throw in the might as well. Mm. The might as well is his age. Mm. The might as well is his injury record mm. and the amount of games he misses. Mm. Those are the might as well. Mm. You've got these allegations. You've got this black cloud, black cloud over you, mm-hmm. negative PR, mm-hmm. right? Because of that, you've got to get rid of mm. you. And also, mm. you are injury prone. Mm. You do miss a lot of games. Mm. You are reaching a certain age. You're not exactly matching the age profile mm. the team mm. if Jacker leaves mm. Partey will be the oldest player mm. by far mm. does he does Partey without his older mm. brethren mm. fit into this team of mm. 22 year old 21 year olds mm. maybe not mm. can Saudi buy you and inject some cash into mm. us so we can put that other places mm. probably so it feels like a, but if those allegations weren't there yeah. he wouldn't be sold okay I don't believe he'll be sold. All right. So we knew that Xhaka was going. Right. right. And even if Xhaka wasn't going, yeah. did we know that we needed to get a replacement for, or a backup for yeah. party? Yes. Because Jorginho is not a backup for party. Yeah, he's not. He's a sh- he was a short-term solution. All right. So us coming into the window, yeah. we knew full well we needed a backup. Yeah. So... The fact that Xhaka's gone, mm. we're getting in rice, 100%. Yeah, yeah, we right. still need that backup, right? Yeah, that's... In addition to Lavia. Party being there. Lavia. I hear that. Yeah. If Lavia comes in yeah. and Party goes, mm. 
there's still a need for a backup. There's still a void there, yeah. Yes, there is still a void. That might not be addressed this season, though, because I don't feel I don't feel Jorginho's going anywhere. I hear that, but yeah. given that we were looking to get in Caicedo, yeah, yeah, we did go for Jorginho afterwards, didn't it? Yeah, remember, yeah. So Jorginho yeah, was a yeah, second yeah, choice yeah. to Caicedo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm hearing, like, I thought, for example, I thought El Neni was gone. Yeah, I thought the contract he was given yeah. was just a, uh, um, just so he Even can he can yeah text. faithful servant yeah, yeah. recover for yeah. this particular time but after this contract yeah. done go yeah I'm hearing he might be there yeah yeah God knows why yeah. Lokonga as well I'm hearing he might be given a chance I'm I'm yeah I was I was hoping that I was hoping that Elneny Lokonga yeah. were gone so yeah. that there's adequate space to to fill the void I don't want to go into the next season with part sorry not party with Rice Lavia and Jorginho yeah. as our yeah options in, yeah. in that position yeah. um so i'm 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 interested to see how it unfolds and to get champions league football and then to sell your two most senior midfielders yeah. it kind of stinks a little yeah. bit but do you, do you think do you think selling party might mean jacka stays or no no because i would have thought jacka's exit would have been done already but it seems to be delayed it might be because of rice we'll get into rice in a second because yeah. arsenal is a really irritating team yeah um but I feel like there might be a few twists and turns yes. in who we thought was going to leave and who's yeah. actually going to stay. I think, yeah. I don't know if Xhaka leaving is now 100% yeah. because of parties, apparent, yeah. uh, you know, departure, yeah. right? Rice, Arsenal know what West Ham want, <laughs> yeah? Like, we know they want 100 million. So why do you keep going in with these bids that are getting rejected and yeah. you're just delaying, you're wasting time? Yeah. Get it done, right? Like, What's what's the point? Yeah, what's the point? Let's get it done. They give slap the money down. If this was Chelsea, United, Man City, they would have given City what they want. Sorry, not City. West Ham what they wanted yeah. and got the player. Now I'm hearing it's going to be delayed. Rice is going on holiday. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I, I heard a murmur that the reason why we put in the second bid was because we were told that 80 million plus add-ons would get it done. Yeah, right. But it didn't get it done. It got yeah. rejected. If you end up buying him for 100 million, why didn't you just put that down in the first place? Uh, no? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I don't know what's happening behind the scenes, but I do believe that Arsenal wouldn't put in a derisory bid, um, especially when everybody's talking about this particular thing mm. on, on, um, thing, on yeah. the mainstream media. So I hear what you're saying. Mm. Just pay them whatever they want. Yeah. I'm not sure if it is that we should start with that particular. Um, precedent because we're not Chelsea we're not United we're not Chelsea we're not. but if we end up paying them what they wanted don't get me wrong if we get Rice in before pre-season then one bid two bid three bid doesn't matter yeah. right as long as he's in yeah. in adequate time but why why delay the process why why you know what it is I just want Arsenal to be looked upon and be deemed as a big boy I'm tired of us looking like meaty men in transfer windows yeah. isn't it? maybe that's what I'm having the issue with yeah. I'm having the issue with the way we're perceived. Uh, it's always one bit, two bit, three bit. <laughs> like, you know what I'm trying to say? I want us to move like juggernauts in this thing and Question. just get it done. Chelsea, two weeks ago, put in a bid of 60 million for yeah. That's what was reported. Okay. Right? Yeah. How come they weren't um, considered as 
Because Maybe. that's not what they do. They have a history of getting it done. They have a history of going in and giving you what you want. So, but they put in a derisory bid for Caicedo, but they won't um, lambasted in the in yeah, media. Yeah, because they have a history of getting it done time and time and time and time again. So, oh, so, you're, so you're saying the reason why Arsenal's being lambasted is because this is Arsenal's culture. It may not happen. Well, that and I'm not gonna castrate Chelsea for putting in a low bid for Caicedo when they've shown me on multiple occasions. That they pay what the club wants and they get the player quickly. Arsenal don't. We this is our history. Mm. From Suarez to whoever. How many players have we missed out on? Because mm. we didn't pay. Mm. We were too busy trying to negotiate for too long. Honestly, my take is that I would rather pay hundred million for Caicedo than Rice. Okay. That's my hot take. Okay. So the fact that Arsenal are looking to be bent over a barrel yeah. for yeah. Rice. Yeah. I don't think it would just be one hundred million. Yeah. I believe that. Um, they're looking to extract as much money as possible from this particular thing. And yeah. I, I do believe that they've moved the goalposts yeah. from when it began. Hence, the second bid. Yeah. Too many people are talking about this for Arsenal to still be doing stupidness. Mm. So I I don't know what's happening behind the scenes, but yeah. that's my my assumption. No. I would rather pay the big money for Kaiser mm. than Rice. I believe Arsenal are confident. I believe Arsenal have been uh, given reassurances from Rice and his team that we want to come to you, mm. just get it done kind of thing, isn't it? I prefer Rice to Caicedo because he's taller, he's a bigger, bigger guy, bigger physical presence in midfield. I, I have this. I think I have PTSD with short midfielders from Arsenal. Torreira came in similar height to Caicedo, similar build, and he was quickly just gone. Um, I feel like we lack height. How tall is Caicedo? I didn't know he was at Torreira's height. It appears that maybe I'm. Whoa. Maybe, maybe I've misjudged him. Let me see how tall is. And also, Arsenal's team as a whole is very small. Mm. And I, I, I'm welcoming of a big presence like, like Rice, especially in midfield. How tall is he? Uh, one meter seventy-eight. Check, check Torreira's one. Maybe I was, um, I was bugging. And then we had a bid for Kai Havertz rejected as well. Um, so I think we're going in again with the second bid as well. But Arsenal busy right now. How tall is he? One six six. Oh, okay, cool. He's not. He's not. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm. I done Kai's head a little bit dirty then. Um, but Arsenal are busy though. Arsenal are in for. Um, Lavia from Southampton. We're in for I can't be his name. What's that? What do you think about Lavia? I'll be honest with you. I don't. I don't watch Southampton much. So yeah. I haven't seen much of him. Seen the clips on YouTube there. I haven't even checked. <laughs> right now, I'm just going off of pure um, internet talk or what people deem him to be a good player. I've seen him a, a glimpses of him, but I'd not. My knowledge of him isn't great. He's unknown so. from Man City. Yeah, no, that also plays a part. Mm. The fact that he's from Man City shows that he's a certain caliber of player, right? Mm. Um, but I'll definitely do my due diligence on mm. him. Um, the right back from Ajax, I can't mm. remember his name. I've, um, I've checked him out. Yuri, something on the other. Is it Yuri? Maybe it's not Yuri. I've checked him out. I've like checked him, him out. He looks good. He looks good. Apparently, Arteta wants two inverted fullbacks. So I'm guessing the Cancelo links have died now because of our interest in him. What's his name? Uh, but Arsenal, Arsenal are busy, man. I think Arsenal are one of the busiest teams. And Chelsea too, but Chelsea more so on departures. So would you be right with um, Party being sold to Saudi Arabia? Um, that we get an ample replacement. It's, no, it is. It's part with Party is difficult, man. You know why? Because if Party is guilty of the allegations, then, you know what I mean? Arsenal, don't, like, it's, it's only right, isn't it? But if he isn't, then why is he being sold? It's, it's a tough one. But Sa speaking of Saudi, Saudi, do you believe in the conspiracy or the theory that Chelsea and the Saudis have some type of... Well, um, apparently... Is that, um, him? Is that him? 
Yeah, this is the guy. That's not him. No? No. But it isn't, is it? No, that's not him. That's not him. Hold on, let me try and find him in Fabrizio's page. Yeah, apparently um, Todd Bowley's company, the majority stakeholder is um, Newcastle's. Oh, is that, is that the connection? Or is it Chelsea's? Newcastle's owner. It's Newcastle's owner. Okay. One of my little hobbies of this transfer window, I'm very interested in Chelsea's ins and outs. Yeah. I've just taken interest in it. I've even, yeah. I've even started taking note of it, right? So right now you've got Kante, who's gone um, to Saudi. You've got Ziyech, just agreed a deal to Saudi. Yeah. Mendy and Koulibaly just yeah. agreed deals to, deals to um, Saudi as well. Then Kovacic, potentially going to Man City. Bamiang is also being negotiated in terms of going to Saudi. Yuri and Timber. Yeah. yeah. Then Mount, United, Arsenal with Havertz in it. So Chelsea are, Chelsea are busy with outgoings. Mm. Um, do, you, do you think this whole Saudi thing is, in terms of the power that they have financially um, and the fact that they're attracting, like for example, Ziyech is not, you know, certain leagues, to me, it's like the graveyard league, isn't it? You go there when your career's done. But apparently, Bernardo Silva, he's 28. He's apparently debating and mulling over an offer from Saudi. Ziyech is still, I guess, in his prime. He's gone over there, right? Um, do you feel like there's something in this? Do you feel like it's it's, it's Saudi, the Saudi league? What, what, just, what What's your thoughts on it? I think that the Saudis, the Qataris, all in man there. Mm. They're in it for the long haul, right? Yeah. And I do believe that they're trying to change the perception of that part of the world okay. as it pertains to football. Yeah. And if any group of nations could do it, mm. I believe they could do it. Yeah. I was talking to Marx the other day. Mm. Um, I can possibly see if Benzema is going over there and yeah. Benzema is a lifestyle guy, isn't it? Yeah. If it is that. That's what we're seeing on social media. Yeah. You're going to have more and more um, kids looking to follow the players as opposed to teams. That's yeah. what they do nowadays. Anyway. Yeah. Wherever Ronaldo goes, I'm going there. Yeah. So there's going to be more clips and coverage spread. Mm. And I was also telling him that if they have the Super League, yeah. whatever they do, and the Saudis manage to basically cut into there, yeah. I believe 100%. Five, ten years, mm. maybe 10, 15 years, yeah. more and more um, focus is going to be on the what they're doing over there. Especially if it's a, the lavishness and every one of the stadiums is state-of-the-art. Yeah. Everything is crispy. I think that they can start. Yeah, it could yeah. be, but you know what it is? When you've just got a few Asian superstars sprinkled amongst how many teams are there, it still gives an element of this is just a league you go to to retire to get the bag at the end of your career but they have to start somewhere so bringing yeah. in the biggest names yeah. would encourage the younger people to say right, let me take a stint over there because yeah. I don't want to go in league one Yeah, and I'm going to be playing with these big stars yeah. but I believe that I, I think they've, they've thought out this particular strategy and mm. the fact that it is that they've had some um, footholds in the Premier League yeah. by buying clubs yeah. and in, when it is you, you deep it like Newcastle is looking to do it properly right yeah um, Man City has done what Man City has done. If it is that they bust case, then cool. Yeah. They're going to cut through. Yeah. But you will have more and more interested parties like coming in and putting the capital in mm. and I guess changing the narrative of the Arab nation yeah. or Arab nations. And I, I do believe over a long period of time, if it is they're consistent, and if, I think they will be because money's not drying up over there. It's not drying up, but 
Someone even made a good point. The vast majority of the players who've gone over there in the last couple of weeks are all Muslim players. And they even asked Benzema. He goes, yeah, there's an appeal mm. from a Muslim, so I want to go mm. and play in a Muslim country, mm. right? In terms of, like, the Premier competitions, Champions League, etc., the Saudi clubs are never going to be a part of that. So even though they might build up their league over here, where's the integration going to come? Because they're not going to be in the Champions League. They're not going to be in the Europa League. So where does the the union of the Europe leagues, European teams... That's what I said, the, the, the other league, the yeah. Super whatever, whatever. Yeah, Super League. I, I do believe that's coming again. Yeah. I, I don't think that... It, it would be foolish to think that that isn't going to push, yeah. push through. That's going to push through. Yeah. And once that's pushed through, that money is going to speak. Mm. People in that particular um, side of the world are going to say, well, if I have all these wavy players over here, yeah. we, can, we, we can be competing. Yeah. Let's make this make sense because this is a, a global sport. Mm. Involve us. And I do believe... Yeah, they'll be able to have a couple of teams from over there join the join the the free. You know, I can I can see it. It would, it would have to be a super league. It would have to be a breakaway. It have to be a new league to integrate them because how else would they mm. would they get involved? I can see it. I don't know the super league thing for me. I would like to, like to see it just because it's new, it's different, mm. it's exciting. Um, as long as it doesn't, if it's like an extension, if it's like a Champions League where you you stay remaining your domestic leagues and take part, then fair enough. But I wouldn't want the six best teams in the Prem to leave the Prem to join this league. I'd rather them remain in the Prem and then still And that's that's the thing. I don't think the... But it's too much competition. Yeah, the Premier League. The F, not the FA, I don't know who it is. Yeah. The Premier League. They, not after a while, come on. It's money that will speak. Yeah. It's money that will speak. Yeah. And they will, they will package it in such a way where we would forget about how like mad it is. Yeah. And then we would just, we just take it. As yeah. we said, talking about social engineering, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I hear that. I hear and that. I hear at that. the end of the day, um, the new football fans coming up are completely different than the ones that are going, are going out. Yeah, mm. yeah. You're right. What's your thoughts on um, Balogun situation? Obviously, the U the US won. What's that competition they won the other day? Something, something, something. Uh, they. Um, I want Balogun to replace Nketiah. But Balogun scored uh, the second goal, the winner. He, he's Nketiah sold. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's. Quickly becoming a star. I I I don't know if he's. I need to see him playing. This is the beginning of it. What I mean is, he's now jo him joining the team was was a big deal. Yes. Right. The the next World Cup is in the US. Yeah, he's yeah. now going to become the poster boy for US yeah, football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His stock has risen. Yeah, yeah. He's on quickly. that trajectory. Yeah, yeah. His yeah. name has risen quickly, innit? He's now becoming like we didn't. Balogun's name wasn't in the mm. press before. Now it's in the press every single and day, right? And what? And he's younger than Nketiah. Yeah, mm. and he's he's very steadfast in what he wants to do. He said mm. the other day after the the, he, the come win, back and, yeah. he said he said I'm not going alone again. Yeah. So it's either and he's not signing a contract. Mm. So it's either you sell me mm -hmm. or you make me your first choice. Mm. I personally believe that like, I first I, choice. Yeah, I love his um his confidence and I love his assertion. Right, but it is annoying. It's annoying because there is a pecking order, right? You can't demand to be first choice and say like what makes you're not better than Gabriel Jesus. Yeah, I believe he that he might score more goals than Gabriel I believe Jesus. He, could, he, he could do. He could Probably do. Probably would. He could do. He could do. He could do. <laughs> but I'm not saying he's he doesn't want to compete for his place, whatever. But if the rumors are true and he's demanding, no, I want to be first choice or I'm leaving. It does that rubs me. That rubs me the, the wrong I'll way. I'll get rid of it. Get you. I I heard a rumor that you know I love the rumors. I heard the rumor that Arsenal are open to listen to offers for NK. Yeah, yeah. I I would replace him with Balogun. I believe that he's earned that particular chance. 
I would I would sell Nketiah too. Mm. I'll sell Nketiah. Mm. I want to see Balogun play for Arsenal mm. in the Premier League. Mm. I, I don't want him to leave. Nketiah, I've seen enough from Nketiah to where mm. I'm satisfied with what I've seen. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like mm-hmm. he's the man for the job. Mm-hmm. Um, I want Balogun to stay. And it'd be mm-hmm. annoying. It'd be very irritating if he leaves. But we'll have to see how it unfolds. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's he's definitely, his name is definitely, um, you know, his, his, stock is, his stock is rising. Hello, good morning. Hello. Hi, good morning, guys. It's Chris. I basically want to talk about the Saudi thing. I basically want to talk about the Saudi thing. Yeah. <laughs> With the Saudi thing, um, like, like, people are talking about how, like, they're ruining football, this or that. But with the Premier, they've been doing it for years. Like, with the Premier, they're, like, Bethlehem is from, like, um, like, top Spanish clubs. Like, they'll go to, like, a sh- like, um, <laughs> a British team, like, because of money. It's pretty much the with Saudi, but like their league really developed yet, but it's pretty much the same thing that the the, the lines, the yeah, lines, the lines a bit dodgy, yeah. so you're breaking up, you're breaking up in and out. I uh, saw so can you hear me now? Is that better? Yes, a bit better, yeah, yeah. Like with the Saudi thing, people are complaining about how um, like they're ruining this and that, but like with the Premier, they've been doing it for a while. Mm. Like, um, big clubs, yeah, they'll um, like in like you, they'll go to like a shit club in like England. As like, like have money and stuff like that. So like with the Saudi thing, like, like with the Prem clubs, they've been proper hypocrite on like the Saudi thing. Mm. So you think that um, it's basically the same, but just more capital involved. There's more money involved. It, yeah, he been doing it forever. And, uh, it's more developed, isn't it? Okay. And, like they're off the federally, but it's pretty much the same. It's gone from like a bigger club to like a shit club. For- it's pretty much the same, and the Prem's been doing it for time. All right, so I need to understand the parallel because with the Saudi approach, they're actually paying these players, these big name players, big money. How have we mm. been doing that in the Premier League? Um, uh, um, uh, a player that plays for like a big Italian club or like Spanish club, yeah, they'll go to like a team in like England for like big money. Is it the same? So a player that would play in a Spanish club will go to a British team for big money. I think he's. I think he's yeah. trying to say that the Premiership. We've been buying players for crazy amounts of money for years. Is that basically what you're saying? Pretty much. And pretty and, much. And like big clubs in like Spain or something, like they'll sell. I'll pretty much left the league for like um, a bigger money. It's pretty much the same thing. To be fair, I don't. I don't feel like what's happening in Saudi is ruining football. To be fair, um, to me, it's about because really? the league is not competitive, and because it's obvious. For example, if you come to the Premier League for big money, you've come for money mm. and you've come to compete. If you go to Saudi, especially like for example, um, what's his name for Wolves? He signed for Saudi the other day. Uh, Neves. Yeah. Ruben Neves. He's 26. Yeah. Right? So he's obviously gone for money. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. Because the Saudi league mm. is not competitive. Mm. You can do a you can do a young, okay, cool, let me go and get my money up for two years and come back, right? But I feel like when you go to the when you come to the Prem or you go to La Liga or whatever for big money, you're going there to compete to win trophies. Mm-hmm. You just and you're being paid big peas. But when you go Saudi League, it's obviously for the money mm. because that league is not competitive. It's not mm. even within the big competitions. Mm. And I feel that's people's issue. Because mm. Neves got a lot of slack. Like that type of thing is really football. No one cares if Benzema at 35 or Kante at 32 
or Ronaldo at whatever stage goes to play in Saudi mm. because at the end of their career, mm. they've earned it. But when you're in your prime, mm. if you're 26 years old in your prime and you go to Saudi, then it's like, oh, you're just chasing the bag. Mm. And that's people's issue, that they don't want players to do things for the money. They want people, they want players to do things for the love of the game, to compete to win trophies. When it is a business at the end of the day and people got to make money, mm. right? I don't agree with it. For example, if I'm in the prime of my career, I'm not going to Saudi. If I'm wavy enough, I'll wait and go Saudi when I'm, mm. you know, in my early 30s or whatever. Mm. And I think that's people's issue, is that the Saudi league is not is not competitive and you're going for the money and that's ruining the game. Right? Because yeah. coming coming to, the, coming to the Prem for big money is not look, deemed as ruining the game because the, the Prem is the best league in the world. Yeah. No? Yeah, I don't know if it's ruining the game just yet because the players that are going, as you said, they're either at the end of their career yeah. or they're... In playing for insignificant teams, yeah, I know Bernard Silva is is, is currently thinking about yeah going going over there. Yeah. So that's a bit different, but yeah. I guess every player has a a window yeah of opportunity within their life yeah. and time. So I can't even look to like knock yeah yeah no same I really listen because one injury you could be finished. yeah you're done. Listen, football is a business in the day, isn't it? And you got to make money. I remember the fo- football's career is very short. You retire mostly before the age of 35, 40, right? That person's still young. They've, yeah. they've, they've still got a whole <laughs> life to yeah. live. So you're telling me I can make uh, three times the amount of money mm. uh, playing in Saudi when I'm a, I might, mm. I might just go for, I might mm. go for that, you know? That's, that sounds, sounds nice. Yeah. I can set myself up for life yeah. by playing in Saudi. Yeah. Why not? Especially, I mean, sorry, especially when you're, I'm not saying Nevers could have got a better move, but it's not like Nevers was playing for City. Is it? He was playing for Wolves. Yeah, yeah. What's, what trophy is he winning? Yeah. yeah, <laughs> so yeah. He might as well take the money, no? I agree. I agree. Oh, um, with like the Chinese thing, like, uh, like 10 years ago, uh, like Oscar went. Yeah, Oscar. And like, the thing is, Oscar's like, proof, Oscar ruined his career. Like that. Like, Say that again. No, go on, go on, go on. <laughs> you know, Oscar, he went China, I think it was like eight, 10 years ago, yeah. Like, like, like was talking about a black like, Chinese like, ruining football. Yeah, but the thing is, the like play- so your line. Cool. I reckon if you called via Wi-Fi, and this is for next time, it's not for today. Um, it will be a clearer or cleaner connection because you just calling normally. It's it's really really patchy. Mm. So that's for next time. Alright, cool man. No worries, man. Thank you very much for calling. Appreciate. In. But yeah, no, the, the Oscar thing never ruined football because no one even followed suit because no, the Chinese league has less appeal yeah. than the Saudi league, right? But. Oscar, as a brand, as a name, he he, he literally chose the money. Because mm. after that, you never heard Oscar's name again. Mm. He wasn't even playing for Brazil. Mm. Right? Mm. So he chose the money. That's a prime example of someone. Mm. chose the money and their career actually fell off mm. the fucking face of the mm. earth. Excuse my language. Mm. So, but I, I'm, I can't knock him. Because mm. he's rich and he's living his life. Mm. And that's the choice he made. Mm. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't begrudge it. I'm interested to see what happens, uh, what develops within that um, whole um, Arab nation, yeah, um, sport industry, that type of thing. I really, I'm interested yeah. because they have the Pete basically uh, like deploy this strategy for years. Yeah, so I'm really interested, and a lot more people are going to the Arab nations for holiday now. Yeah, and that's becoming a key yeah. holiday destination. Yeah, so. it's close to Dubai, yeah. Abu Dhabi, lavish living, especially if you're if you're Muslim as well. There's there's a lot of appeal there. Mm. I can see the appeal. I can see the appeal, man. But yeah. All right. All right. Thanks for that. Let's get into the outro. Yeah. Uh, sorry if I sounded annoyed on the phone. I wasn't trying to be. It was just hard to basically uh, understand what you were saying. Uh, 
Right, nice show today, guys. Nice discussion. Great involvement from mm-hmm. uh, the community. We appreciate your calls as always. Make sure you call in and uh, give us your thoughts on whatever topics we're discussing. It's uh, highly appreciated. Brent, Eman, great job today, guys. Uh, make sure you've liked the video. Please like on entry. Mm-hmm. It doesn't cost you anything. Just click the button. It helps us grow. Uh, we appreciate it. Also share, spread the word and let people know about TDA that we're here every day, Monday to Friday. And yeah, man. It's been a great show today, guys, man. And we'll be back tomorrow. Later. Peace. Peace.